Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by... A comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. For those of you joining us for the first time, Bad Storytellers is a podcast about a small group of amateur writers who submit and critique each other's work as well as discuss the written media we consume. It's like a book club but with a wider focus. Our group submissions are shared on our website, badstorytellers.com, and you can download them there if you'd like to read along with us. Additionally, we also accept your submissions for critique. If you would like some feedback with the same candor that we give each other, send in your submission to badstorytellers at gmail.com. Entries must be 10 pages or less. Additionally, at the end of each show, we roll the dice, pick three genres, and come up with a movie idea. Once we decide upon a name, we record the trailer for your listening pleasure. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bad Storytellers Podcast, where we turn bad writers into good ones, starting with our own local writing group. I'm Joshua LaForge, your host, and with me is Douglas Banks. Hello. Liam Malone. Yo. And Max Wessel. Hello. Before we turn on the mics, we read each other's writing. Once the mics are on, we talk it out. The show notes and links for everything we discuss can be found on our website, badstorytellers.com. So, guys, um, how are you guys doing? Doing really well. Doing all right. Mm, yes. My voice is better. I'm feeling pretty good about that. It's true. Awesome. Well, I got, I got two retractions. Uh, this week, oh, new <laughs> we always start. We always start with attractions. Uh, so we were talking about what the what the Turk's name in, in the Godfather was. His name was Salazzo. Okay, yes. Salazzo, Salazzo was his name. Yeah. Um, I would never remember that. Yeah. Salazzo was his name. Oh, <laughs> yes. Also, um, I was trying to think of the name of the the Chuck Palahniuk book where they learn something to kill people when you say it aloud. It's called Lullaby, um, and they have a grimoire. I am completely biased about Palahniuk. I will never read any of his shit. That's, Fight Club's really good. That's a shame. <laughs> he has, no, he has, he has like four or five good books. Yeah, but Fight Club is great. not great books. Just the D-bags that I knew used to read him, I just soured on don't, the whole thing. Don't, don't. Too let, late, Liam. I'm just it's saying, don't late. let fans ruin things, because I didn't listen to Metallica for 10 years based on fans of Metallica. Mm-hmm. And now, now you listen and, to the first three and, albums. Yeah. And I, I was the one who lost out of that gambit, you know. Mm. It's like it's like if if I did that, I would never read. I never would have read Nietzsche. No, Kafka. Yeah, <laughs> what's wrong with people who like Nietzsche? Well, and I didn't watch have Doctor Who They're for like bags. ten years because because of the fans. Then I started watching Doctor Who, and I found out I was like sixty five percent correct and <laughs> not watching. I have Doctor a ten year moratorium on anything past uh, Chris Eccleston. Chris Eccleston. One he's of the doctors. He's, he's, he was good. I don't, I don't know he's, anything about him. He's my favorite doctor. Because, yeah, he's a he, fucking he's badass my, he's doctor. He's my favorite doctor. He's a great doctor. What, what's his degree in? Uh, everything. Kick, <laughs> British kickassery? Which yeah. They hand yeah. out degrees. Wearing, British wearing, history, for some reason, because he's an alien. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wearing a leather jacket and pulling it off. Yeah, and he's from the north, so there's that. Well, speaking of popular culture, what are you guys? What are you guys reading? Um, uh, what, what have you read, watched, or, or put in your eyes and ears this week um, to, to quote so, the Nerdist Writers panel? Last yeah. week I mentioned the um, Ghost Set of Watchmen. So I've been reading this uh, P.G. Wodehouse book, uh, Ring for Jeeves. 
I don't know if you guys are familiar well, with Did you finish Ghost Set of Watchmen? Oh, I've never even started it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just well, I'm glad you brought it things. up. Yes. <laughs> uh, I like to pretend I read fine literature. But Wodehouse is a... Roadhouse. Wodehouse. Like Roadhouse. W-O-D-E? Yes. Okay. Jeeves is a superhero in the guise of a British butler. He knows everything and can do everything, and he helps this inept upper-class aristocrat through his life in their gambles and shambles and why what because he's paid to yeah because he's a butler <laughs> and it's a feudal system and he loves Don't it you're my butler butler yes hmm. okay so he just doesn't become superman because yeah no he like and it's just high humor and it's really fucking funny and it that's, was written i get into that that's, if you that enjoy good. um fry and laurie they did it a show based on the books that's where i found out about it it is hilarious if you like british humor yeah, and like, and then there's some British humor in Unity. Yeah, and then black books. I love black books. Oh, I love black books so much. I started a new series on the on the Blu-ray. Okay, the Blu-ray disc. <laughs> the Blu-ray disc. The Blu-ray disc <laughs> okay. format. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. It's a space adventure called Firefly. Mm-hmm. Ah, and I'm yes. on the first I think, season. I think we've heard of that. Yeah, there you're is on, on, there is only one season. You're on the first season. Great. I'm on the first season. There's no so other I'm just season. Expanding from there, I think we're gonna have a good time with it. It gets, it gets. What, what episode have you gotten to? Like, oh, I've been watching it for years since it was on TV. Oh, but I just re-put it back in the Blu-ray player, and that theme song that I love comes out, and I'm like, yes, I'm back into this. See, I actually hate the theme song. I love it. It fits it so well. I, I, I hate it, but uh, the show gets so much better as it goes. You know on. who I yes. hate? People who are like, oh, the theme song killed the show. No, maybe. Fox not putting it on, like not putting on the pilot episode because of the theme song. I actually thought the no, pilot episode was the worst episode. Yeah, well, no, no, I agree. They put the third episode on when they don't explain to anyone who anyone is. They're just like, "Hey, Mal, let's go down to this," and you're like, "Well, who the fuck are these people?" That's one thing I didn't like about the show is that in the extra episodes after the third episode, they explain it at the beginning. They're like, "My name's Mal. I do yeah. this, and this yeah. is what I've been. Had to, Here's though. my. I'm here with my crew. They're weird. You're like, yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's very, it's embarrassing because Fox kept chopping up the episodes and putting mm. it wherever they wanted, and it was such a good show. And they wanted to use all CGI for it, and he's like, for like two thousand dollars, I could build the ship permanently. Mm-hmm. Like, but we could just do it for a million on CGI. And he's like, can we not do that? We say that, put that money into the episode. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a they, good show. They still can't. Or in really it. good guest stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or anything. Which they did. Uh, With Hendrix. Mm. My favorite episode was the one where Jane was a hero. Yes. That's that's amazing. Mutters milk. I really I really like the sword fighting episode. For that is reason. a good episode. I didn't I didn't like that one. I thought it was funny. I thought it, well I loved I loved um the mechanic yeah. in that episode. She was fantastic. Kaylee. I've Kaylee, only yeah. watched the first twenty minutes of the pilot. You should watch everything. You, you should watch so the rest. You're not seeing because, the best because, of that. Because you'll, it, does, it does build. I mean, you, uh, I, I was not sold after the pilot episode. And I was like, oh, the second episode's a little better, but it's probably it's probably like Star Trek. It has a, it's had yeah. these well, huge ups yeah. and downs. Well, but no, it just it just continually it, it, gets yeah. better. But I'm also, sure let's get say, like, the super amount good of, in its third season. The, uh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, the amount of shows that you watch where, like, after going back and watching the first season, you're like, ooh, a lot yeah. of stuff I like isn't there. They had to get to that point. You need to develop it. You mm-hmm. need time to breathe. It's true. We're like, I think the Tick um, live action series would have gotten phenomenal. I don't know, man. They they just stayed in the apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they had no money. They were given no money. Well, regardless, what, what do you what do you uh, what are you doing, Liam? Um, I'm rereading Ursula K. Le Guin's The Dispossessed. My maybe my favorite 
science fiction book ever written. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, I, I have a lot to say about her when it when it's my turn. Um, did we have this discussion yeah. last week? No, because I hadn't started it yet. Oh, okay. Oh, did, did you? What did you start? I start. Oh, I finished um, the Left Hand of Darkness. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, the Dispossessed I love just because it's um it's a breakdown of like the situations in which uh, it, it it's a big allegory for anarchism, uh, capitalism communism and then a weird secondary shadow government that they never really talk about that might be fascism but it's only kind of alluded to interesting and it talks about the situations and when they flourish and also their negatives and it kind of you kind of come out of all of it saying like oh and everybody sucks and no one really understands how how the universe works or how right, things right. are really going and it's it's a big like we're all we all have you to everyone. We all have the same tools, yeah. and we're all making the same time decisions. We are all the same tools. I really like that. I'll probably want to read that. Um, uh, it's it's my favorite book she's read, like written that I've read, and honestly, again, one of my favorite science fiction books. It's done it's done really well. She she is so gifted with emotional language. I, I'm I I was absolutely blown away. But before I get mm-hmm. to mine, what, what about you, Doug? I finished 1984. Oh. Okay. How, how do you feel? Yeah. How have you been feeling the past couple of days? Uh, do we need a suicide watch? <laughs> no, it did. Like, I, I, re- I, I could have guessed how it ended just from, sure. again, through just pop culture and, you know, knowing that it wasn't going to be a happy ending. And then when I finished it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's a bummer, but, you know, it's not going to, like, ruin my day or anything. And then, like, the later. The next day. No, no, mm-hmm. no. Then, like, later, uh, I was like, I had to go pick up my wife somewhere, and I just snapped at it for no reason. And I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not you. I just read a bummer book, <laughs> and I realized it totally did affect me. Yeah, where I was yeah. just like, it's amazing how that book makes its point without you realizing it. Yeah. Well, and and, and not even just like, oh, it's a bummer bec- because what happens happens, but more of just like just the implicate, like how it unfolded, and yeah. you know, and how it destroys that little part of yourself. That and I want, to, I want to talk right. about more about that because we're going to do good endings right. on yes. this podcast, and that that's that is mm-hmm. new, Happy that's, top, that's top five. I mean, like yeah. it's, it's it's super appropriate. Like, Le- Liam, you had more to say. Yeah, I, I also want to say I've, I've been watching more Masters of None. Aziz, I'm sorry. Oh man, there are two or three episodes where you're like, oh shit, it's really good. Second tier to Louis. Oh, okay. For me yeah. now. And you said it's very similar to Louis. It's like a proto Louis. Yeah. I mean, well, the whole thing is, it just feels really influenced by Woody Allen in in the way it's shot and kind mm-hmm. of paced. And uh, again, everything is a love story to New York and kind of what you can do <laughs> right. in New York. There was a third character in this story. It New was York. the city in New York. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's did. really it's really true in Louis, and it's really true in this. I restarted. Uh, Let's do this. Kimmy Schmidt. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I like it. I love that show. I, so I mean, much. it's 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 ridiculous, but I but I love well, it's it. the only show that really shows New York how like moving to New York is. <laughs> Especially her roommate is yeah is amazing. But, like you get a closet and you're paying. I like that show because the first time I saw her in that show, I was like, I know her from something, and then I figured out what it was. The she's office. the mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. she's in a Derek comedy sketch where the she's in the blowjob sketch. Oh yeah, that is she's her. the blowjob girl, and I was like, I know who that is. I know, and then I watched it. I was like, she's, she's the so dry. Is so that dry. Where she's like, oh yeah, with the teeth, with the teeth, That's and the, she's yeah. chomping. And he's like, no, don't do that. Don't do that to anyone. As for me, I've been slogging my way through Deep Space Nine. I saw a, a pretty good episode. I'm still in season three, and from what I can tell, season four is where it's, where it really opens up. But I just finished um, the Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula K. Le Guin, that, uh, that Liam's read the same author. She's amazing. I, I, I like Left Hand of Darkness. For you, guys, for you guys that don't know, is about an envoy from a Federation of planets who goes alone to a planet to just invite them and get answer all their questions. Mm-hmm. And there's no pressure or anything like that. But it's from that envoy's perspective and from the perspective of like the 
vice president or like a viceroy, an advisor, like the mm-hmm. top advisor of, of one of the nations. Like it's, it's basically each of their journals. It's one of the most emotional books I've ever read in my life. And she has a way with emotional language I've never read in any kind of story before. And not in ways that are like bad things happen because bad things do happen. But it's very much like the uh, – you guys ever see the movie Enemy Mine? Yes. Yeah. I haven't. Well, it's, it's very good. It's very good. It's about it's about a human and an alien who were enemies who are forced to survive together. Otherwise, they both die. Like they mm-hmm. both crash on this planet. Space one. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's a really good movie. I highly recommend it. But in this book, it's they're not enemies. But at some point, the main character gets put in like a concentration camp uh, by by a different faction, and the um, the the vice chancellor or whatever uh, Estevan rescues him and. They have they they have eighty days worth of ice to go across to get back home during winter, and it's just about them surviving this eighty days from from like the midpoint of the book on. It's about that, mm-hmm. and it is it is so emotional and real and <laughs> difficult. It's it's very good. I, I I don't know any other ways to say it without like giving away the heart of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. It, it's and there's in this planet. I, I guess I forget to mention because against the friendship aspect of it, it doesn't seem that important. The main difference with this planet is that nobody is has a sex. They have a period of time every month where they become one sex or the other. They become male or female. It's mm-hmm. the only difference that they have from the other humans. But they still are human. And they, the author does really interesting ways of reconfirming that by having like little dialogue or moments where you're like, oh, these where the envoy is like, oh, these people have the same sensibilities that we do about these kind of things. Like uh, there's a point where the king of one of the nations that the envoy just came from he was pregnant, and they're making fun of him because he's too old, and it's like mm-hmm. risky, and you shouldn't get pregnant that old. And the king gives birth, and news comes through while while everybody's eating lunch that the child uh, died. And one of the guys raises a glass. He's like, may all kings of Carhide live so long. And then, like, it said, some joined in the toast. Most didn't. And then one spit. He's like, uh, like one spits, and he's like, he's like, Mesh's name to laugh at the death of a child. You know, <laughs> like, just how, how, how can you? Yeah. And then when you see that king again later, it's like he looked like a mother who had lost a child. Or a father who had lost a son. It was a changed person completely. So the, all the all the things that the main character explains at the beginning of the book that are different about these people don't matter by the end. It, it's all they're all still human. Everything still matters. And you would think that she's trying to set up like a utopian society, saying, differentiating yeah, genders, yeah. but it's not. Not at all. I mean, there, there's one point uh, they've never gone to war. There's never been a war on car on on winter, the planet winter, and. The main character speculates is because there's no sex. It's harder to rally people. It's harder to do this. And then once the main character is out in the snow alone, <laughs> he's like, oh, <laughs> this is probably the reason. <laughs> it is so cold. And then, like, if, you know, if, if Earth Wars have taught us anything, you no know. No one it, fights in the winter. Yeah, yeah. Fighting, fighting in the snow in the winter is awful. So that, that might be the, the, the main reason. But you never get the answer. I don't have enough good things to say about that book. I highly mm-hmm. recommend it. I'm really happy because when you were like, oh, I have some stuff to say about Ursula K. Le Guin. Generally, when people say that, they immediately go like feminazi. Oh no, not, they, not I oh, mean, they there uh, there are a lot of sci-fi guys who despise her. Really, oh, women yes. doing things is just not what I want in my sci-fi. You know, <laughs> I think. I well, think the she, main character main character is a man, and everybody nobody else is a man or a woman. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> well, maybe she, make she a man out, pregnant. She beat out someone for a Hugo kind of Award point once. you're trying to make. Yeah, and they were. Like they fumed. If it's anything like this book, she deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, oh, no. it's, it's she's a... an amazing author, and she just lets women do things alongside men. And a lot of the basement dwellers are like, no, yeah. I, I can't, I can't stress enough. If you like Enemy Mine, read Left Hand of Darkness. It is, it, it is hand in hand with that. I mean, there's several points in the book where I get choked up. Not even because anything bad or good happened. It's just like. 
it, it really peels apart like the nature of friendship and like what that can mean between two people who genuinely like really love each other but not in a romantic way. All right, as for our topic this week, I want to talk about Hot books, topic. primarily books because we can do we can do film and television later. Mm-hmm. Um, books with good endings, and when I say good, I don't mean happy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean appropriate endings, ones that really that really stick it to you or make the book's point, or I don't know, just leave you with a completed feeling. So, what about you guys? What 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 books do you think have the best endings? So, we're going to talk about 1984 now. Yeah, let's start with 1984. I think that's a good that's a good place to start. I mean, what can what can you say about it? <laughs> it's, it's, right. uh, so, 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 so this is going so, to be a very spoilerific yeah, we're episode. Going, we're yeah. going to dig deep. Well, why don't we Why don't we list the books first? That nobody we're, that we nobody listen for like the next ten minutes. No, no, no let, let's let's list, <laughs> let's list the books with good endings. A Game of Thrones. It, Game of Thrones isn't over. Mm. Oh, you mean you mean the first book, the book Game of Thrones of a song of, of a song of ice and fire. fire. Okay, that's a that's got a solid ending. It's got a, it. It hits you hard, but it doesn't. I, I don't know if I would agree that it like makes its point. You know what I mean? Like, oh, things, I, I, oh I, I know. I, I well, totally thing disagree. Is, I'm, I highly disagree. I, I almost it. I almost say that there's a moment that happens that sets the tone for the entire book series. Yeah, more fair than, enough. More yeah. than any other moment, and fair I think enough. it's really important, and it's a good ending. No, I totally I would argue that point as well. <laughs> so if is, that's all he published, mm-hmm. that would still be a good good book. Mm-hmm. So I would say 1984, like you said. Yes. I would say Cat's Cradle. Yes. Yeah, Cat's Cradle is a nice. Yeah, Cat's Cradle. Cat's Cradle has Definitely. a great ending, as well as Forever War. The Forever War. We've talked about yeah. it every yeah episode. every episode we've talked about. Old it. Man's War, I would say. Old Man's War is a, uh, the ending's okay. I mean, because I like I, I'm comparing it against the Forever War and the Forever War, man, it's it's a knockout. Just don't do that. <laughs> We're doing a lot of sci-fi and stuff. Let's go a little classic, Hamlet. I think Hamlet's ending is great. Yeah, no, no, it, that's it, a, Hamlet's. Yeah, Hamlet's wonderful. I don't even think that counts. <laughs> I I would like to talk about that as a really good ending, and I almost think a lot of the things that work in Hamlet's ending are the things that we like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in those other endings, what? one one that we talked about. Can we just about, say Shakespeare? One, one, yeah, yeah, most most Shakespeare most really Shakespeare, wraps yeah. up. He puts a pretty yeah, nice Romeo story and Juliet. I got yeah to go from Shakespeare. I got. Two from Arthur Miller, it, uh, Death of a Salesman, right. yeah, and yeah. The Crucible. The Crucible. Both. Yeah. It's like, leave me my name. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's so good. I, As far as fantasy, Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. Oh, Phenomenal yes. ending. I mean, just I so good. Love it Also, so American, and, American uh, Gods ends pretty good, too. It yeah. ends pretty good, but Neverwhere, is, it really does. It just it, It's the perfect ending. Because I've, I've noticed something about good endings is that it's, n- it's not about the problem that they went through. Or anything like that. It's they've already solved that yeah. by the end of the book, but the, but the the ending is the thing where they reconnect with the people in it on a new level. So like the ending, if you were watching the movie Rocky, it's not about him losing to Apollo yeah. Creed or going the distance. It's about the end. Adrian crisis. Adrian decides to come yeah. back, and all, yeah, all he all he wants is Adrian at that point. Yeah, like, and he get and he know. gets it. Yeah, and they they get each other. That's yeah. the ending. Forever War, same thing. And and, <laughs> like, and, and, the, and I think the reason why that works too is. Rocky loses, but he doesn't lose. Yeah, he, he, loses, goes, he, he loses, loses the distance. He loses yeah, the he fight, but he gets yeah, the battle. respect that he yeah. won. And, and more importantly, at the end, Apollo's like, let's never do this again until the next movie. Where yeah. they, where they say, he's I want a rematch. <laughs> yeah, they're saying, he's, it's called me a phony, call me a fake, say yeah. not do the fight. <laughs> Rocky II is a great film, too. <laughs> Rocky II is amazing. Watchmen. Oh, fuck. We have to talk about Watchmen. Again? Watchmen has a great ending. How That's can... what I'm saying. That's All right. Like, yeah. Alan Moore has a, has a history of that. Like, do you, any of you guys read The Courtyard? No, the courtyard wraps up yeah, with a beautiful yeah. bow. I mean, like, I mean, it's hor- it's horrific, but it is exactly what you expect it to be. It's exactly what it needs to be to end. Rendezvous with Rama. 
I yeah. felt like had to me. It's like the revel. I mean, are we talking spoilers now? <laughs> are we still gonna save save I, that? See, I I, I don't know. I, <clears throat> let's 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 do that in a second. Okay, okay. I'm gonna say I think that uh, I I think that Rendezvous with Rama is a better book, but I think that um, Childhood's End has a better ending. I could, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I could see that. I think, yeah, it's it's tough to call when you say one's a better book and one has a better ending. So it's yeah. like, how can that work? You know, but but well, I, but, but but when you look at the the endings and like how they wrap up, you're like, yeah. oh, that's the point it was trying to make. Right. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So are we still only just talking about books? Because I do want to bring up one ending. Okay, go ahead. I think Cowboy Bebop and the, movie or the show, no, the show, no, the show. <laughs> I liked it. Here's the thing. Here's the reason why I didn't want to talk about movies. Is I think that movies generally are better at this. Oh, I think movies because well, you, you get an image. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and an and image it, is nice yeah. to end on. And it's and it's two hours, and you've got and generally the ending is factored into the beginning because it's not so internal. It's very self encapsulated. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Whereas books can kind of meander, and the ending can just be a thought somebody has. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's get into spoiler territory because I think we've we've, yeah. we've beaten this to death a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about 1984 mm-hmm. first because yes. I think that that all comes to mind here. And the last line of that book is he loved. No, sorry, I loved Big Brother. Yeah, and which is a complete reversal. A complete reversal yeah. of everything from the very beginning. He's writing now. Oh, I hate him. I hate Big Brother. You know, I hate the, right. the, the party. And like, and then completely flips. It is so much like The Godfather <laughs> in yeah. that respect, where the end, the last line, yes. is complete. Is, is the yeah. exact opposite yeah. of what happens. Do we got to bring The Godfather back into the perfect ending? Yeah, it's not. No, no, because it's a movie, and I, I do uh, kind of yeah. want to mm-hmm. stick to discuss on the books first. Yeah, so but but I would I would almost say even the lead up into that ending, I love Big Brother, the moment when he gives up his love, mm-hmm. the moment that the thing is supposed to be, that is supposed to be the most precious, the most human, the thing that will be the last thing that you give up to, right. to someone right, else right, or to right. any of right. power. As soon as he does that, I'm like, I, my chest. Oh, hurt. It's, it's awful. It hurt. The, the reason why I, I think that's not what makes it a good ending is because you think that presumably he might be killed immediately after this. Yes. When you're reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they the let fact that they let him than... live. Well, here's the thing. I, I knew that he was going to betray her. What I wasn't prepared for was that in the moment when he betrays her, I completely understood why. Oh, it's horrible. Because of all the stuff they put him through. Because I'm, I'm like, how could he ever? He's like, he would never betray you, really. He would never want to do that. I'm like, yeah, you stick with it, man. And then and the worst, the worst keep... is the guy gives him an out beforehand. Yeah. He's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's like, what's about to happen isn't your fault. Yeah. You will betray her. Yeah. And and you can't be blamed for for, for betraying her the same way that, that a man who's falling off a building can't be blamed for grasping for a rope. Yeah. Like it's not you. You it, it is completely outside of your control, and and that makes it even more sad. Right, <laughs> it, it, because it, yeah. you, you completely see it. Like it, you don't you don't you don't step away from the coin. Why did he do that? Like no, you no, get it. You, you know, know exactly why. why. You know exactly why. And that is a perfect book. Yeah. Like and, from start and more to importantly, you look inside yourself in that moment. and You're like, I could do no better. I could only do worse. I, as far as perfect books goes, 1984 is there, and I think the only one that we mentioned, where is in, in whole, the, the point is made at the end of the book that was the entire point of reading the book is Cat's Cradle. I think yes. it's the only one that holds up yeah. to that kind of scrutiny. If you, yeah, if you want mentioned. to talk about the ending of the book being the whole reason for reading it, yeah. Cat's Cradle Cat's Cradle is perfect. Cat's Cradle is phenomenal. I mean, just the, the fact that you – for me, it was the moment when I finished the book and I closed it, and then I went, oh, and I looked at the, <laughs> the book, the book in my whole, hands. And the way it the was fi- in – well, no, I mean the physical book in my hands. I was like, "Oh, that's what this is! <laughs> like, this is that thing! Like, the, oh, excellent! 
I, I understand completely. 1984, though, it moves like oh, the yeah. entire time. I was like, I was thinking, all right, are we going to slow down here? It's like, I, no, I on to the next thing. I, yeah, I, don't, don't, mean next it, thing. The, I don't mean the, it. I don't mean it's a slow book. The, I mean, right. I, I think, I think the, it's the a first death ha- march. The first half of that book is slow. When it's just like I was talking to the proles and I did this. And yeah, this the beginning. Woman and I didn't the begin. Know. Yeah, the beginning was the hardest part to sit through. Not even that it was hard, but just like uh, comparatively, the beginning was the toughest part because you're just like, all right, I get it. Everything's terrible. Where were we going? But then as yeah. soon as he's just like suspecting this girl, and then as soon as she drops the note, from that point on, it just changes. Like you uh, know. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, that, the there's that moment. one, and and I think Aldous Huxley. Sorry, the um, Aldous Huxley. Brave New yeah, World. Brave New World. Thank you. Yeah. The ending of that book is good. But it would be way better if the book was from that character's perspective. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem with that book is that it's from a character. It's from several characters' perspective, none of which is the character who hangs himself at the end. On the topic of you say like, oh, certain books, you don't have to end with an image. You can end with a thought. That's why I really liked Rendezvous with Rama's ending. Mm-hmm. I like everything leading up to the ending was oh, just kind yeah, of yeah, normal. Yeah. yeah sorry. I, I see what you're saying. Go but ahead. Because where where to, me, to me, the thing that made that ending wasn't – Physically, what happened, or how the plot got resolved, or the fact that this thing—I mean, it was or that great. They had, or that they had an orgy. Yeah, no, I was like, I'm like, what the fuck is with all these sci-fi in space orgy thing? But whatever, it's the '60s, I guess. I don't know. The thing about the ending is not just that you get to see the alien craft do this amazing alien thing, and then you kind of get an understanding of what it's doing, where it's going. Like you, all of that comes through. And you're like, oh, I think I understand now what's really going on. Boom, the thing is gone. And you're like, okay, I think that's the point. I get it. I, I think that's it. Then orgy shit or whatever happens, yeah. and I'm like, all right, this book's going on for a little bit. But then the final thought was when he goes, where it's like, oh, he laments that we'll never get another shot to see it. And he goes, oh, wait, everything they did happens in threes. And then literally, boom, that's the end. That's the end of the book. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, so it's, it was – you had a revelation about how, what these aliens were doing. And just when you thought it was over, you had another revelation that yeah. was obvious the entire time that you just didn't think about. It's funny you say that because when you said it's the thought at the end of the book, that's not what I thought you were thinking of. What did you think I was thinking I, of? I, what I thought was the point you were making that the book was making is that when this alien does this great thing and, and, and pulls an assist off of our sun and gathers all the energy and just rockets out of our solar system, it's like we're not important. No, that yeah. too. No, that's, that, that, that's, because, that's the big revelation where yeah. you're like, oh, that's the end of the book. That logically makes sense. I get right. it. That's a whole story. It's like it's like they they're not even going to remember that they came through here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like we we everything we did, and then all the political shit we went through to to even see Doesn't the inside of this matter. place. Yeah, it, it's yeah. They, we're just a pit stop. Yeah. on their what wherever they're going. I tell it to my students every day that they're they're You're not nothing. special snowflakes. Well, they're not important. This is just a pit yeah. stop. Oh no! You know what they found out? There are identical snowflakes. I love folksy wisdom that is just completely and utterly wrong if like you, how you think can, about it for five minutes. Oh, yeah. well, like how you like, can oh, see wait. the, uh, well, the Le- Great Wall of China from space. Right. Oh, yeah. well, well, Liam, if you're ever going to become a father while your uh, spouse or whomever is mm-hmm. pregnant, uh, you're going to hear a lot of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's I'm a sure. lot of... But more of the snowflake, not that they're separate, but just that they're going to melt within oh. seconds and be insignificant. But for my ending, I... Like the original Planet of the Apes, the mm, book, the yeah. French. No, that's a solid ending. You are you are a hundred percent right. And I and thought that was a beautiful ending because I didn't, you know, I read it outside of the movies. You don't it, see it coming. I, no, I, it I saw the, I saw the movie first. That luckily was not spoiled for me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That was the single hardest hitting ending of any movie I ever saw. Oh, definitely. While I was there. All right. And just great sci-fi. I really oh, it's a wonderful. It. I, I mean, and it counts because it was a book. Well, yeah. I think Liam hit on a thing that was interesting is that there's a lot of twist endings now. Yeah, because they, yeah. it's almost like oh, a twist ending therefore is a good ending. No, no, no. no. Although oh, no. Sixth Sense, I, everybody shits on uh, uh, Shyamalan. Yeah, uh, Shyamalan Ding Dong. M Night. Yeah, but it's a good ending. Sixth Sense is a great Sixth ending. Sixth Sense yeah. has a great ending. And, yeah, it, and, and, and in, on a rewatch, 
makes sense. I hated the and, village. And they, they, oh no, there's been a couple like debunking, breaking the rules where like, how did uh, Bruce Willis not know he was a ghost the whole time? Who, Who cares? gives a shit yeah, about and ghost logic? Know. And you know why that doesn't matter? Because Haley Joel Osment says that sometimes so they don't they know they're know. dead. Yeah. Which again, there. The, the, that's, what about, that's what about um, Incognito? And, uh, uh, and Liam, you read that. Doug, you read that. I yeah. didn't finish it. Oh shit! I okay. am I am two for, for me, issues away. The, 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 ending, the ending is good, but there's a moment where the main character is always struggling with the fact that he has a twin brother, and the girl that they were both into chose yes. his brother over him. This isn't even the end. No, it's not. Yeah. But 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 it's what makes the ending great. Yeah. Also, is, you can ruin this ending for me. I don't give a shit. No, you you should because the book is fantastic. And she's she's dying. The, the the lady's dying. And she's like, you want to know how I chose you, your brother chose over you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, he goes, I don't know how how it happened. She goes, I flipped a coin. He goes, you fucking bitch. Because yeah. <laughs> he loved her. Yeah, he loved her, and, and, and it ruined his life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it, it's great. It's amazing. What else? Watchmen. Watchmen. Mm-hmm. The ending of the Watchmen yeah. comic. Uh, the ending of the movie. I've had people say, oh no, that was good. That was good. It's solid. That was good. You know, it's not good. It was a movie, it, and it, it is logical. It yeah. makes sense. It did its job. It did what it was supposed to do. It ra- it wrapped up the problems that the that the end of the book wrapped up. However, it was not as good as the end of the book. The book is phenomenal. The giant conspiracy that that uh, that sets up in the end of Watchmen is so amazing compared to the end of the film. The end of the film is just like, oh, blame this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's it. Although it's it's a little more elegant. Because they want to, one, you get the under, uh, yeah. understanding they want to blame him to begin with. Yeah, but at the same time, um, he's still America's fault. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know, adaptations, after teaching history, I kind of give adaptations of things a break. Because it's like, here's something you think is really interesting. Make it for 90 million people who don't give a shit. Well, okay. You know, so Watchmen so, is not a bad movie. No, but I'm saying. It's just not the To hold it book. to the standard. It is nothing the, like the comic the great, book. Even One the, pre- of the, the premise is different. If you don't know the comic book, it's not a very good movie. Because I've I've talked to people who've seen they're like they're, I have no idea what's yeah, going on. Yeah. To you, it's not a great movie. No, no, no. He's talking to people who, who have who, who have, have nothing, not no idea I, about the, the comic thing book. The thing is, I enjoyed it. That's and, the thing. And my complaints are they're minor, nitpicky, and I get why. Well, the thing is, I understand yeah. why why people who never read the comic don't understand the film mm-hmm. because no character in the film is relatable. And when you tell them that in the comic, everybody, every character was over forty and like middle aged yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. pot bellied, they're like, "Oh, yeah, that would have been better." Yeah, that <laughs> like, would have made more. That's, like, that's my main complaint: is the uh, the second night owl looking in his costume and he's got a belly that you can see past his arms. Yeah. yeah, and he's just sad. And then they do that exact same frame. Oh, and he's beautiful. In the movie. He's gorgeous. And if I looked half as good as that. Yeah. He, At his and the age. Thing is, <laughs> yeah. No, the whole thing is, and there was a little bit of a gut. But you Not can even, still, dude. This guy has the most toned ass I've yeah, ever no. seen on a human, <laughs> his, other than his, other than Wolverine and Days of Future Past, or, or Doctor Manhattan. His back <laughs> looks um, his back looks amazing. Yeah, no he looks in terrific shape. Like, and then the next de- time you see him, he's just killing people. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing deadlifts in rows for about two years now, and my back is nowhere, nowhere close to what that guy's looks like. He was, you know, he's movie fat. Like I had to watch um, The Devil Wears Prada for a class the other day a couple times. And Anne Hathaway's in it. <laughs> Anne Hathaway. And they're like, she's frumpy. And yeah, and, she weighs and, like a hundred pounds. And, and you're like, she's like, she's I know Anne I'm. Hathaway. I yeah. know I'm a big fatty, but you guys should still listen to me. I'm like, go. F- that this is, whole premise can that go. Is, I could throw her like a javelin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. that is definitely a weird thing that movies do. Where like she's unattractive, and then yeah. I look at her. It's like, if she was at a party, she would be the second most attractive woman there. Without she trying. could be a part-time yeah. model. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like. Yeah, top top yeah, of the food top chain. Top tier. Anywhere, really. She's Anne Hathaway. Fuck off. 
But I was going to say, people reading comics, like 300, if you read the comic, it is a great story and a totally believable story. But the movie they made? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Because it's supposed to be a dude psyching up a bunch of other dudes telling a great story about what just happened. Yeah. Like elephants. You never seen an elephant before? They're like 50 They're feet monsters. tall. They've got 18 tusks. They shoot fire. And the bad guys, oh, yeah, they're ninja ogres, and you can't tell. It's like you're supposed to be psyching. <laughs> and you, and when you kill them, they rise from the grave, yeah. and you have to kill them but again. our king killed them. Our 300 killed them. Like, that's the whole point of the thing. And then that movie, they're like, oh, these cool guys with no shirts on just kicked ass. So I, th- I think what, what, what makes a good ending, as far as what we would consider a good ending, is not so much whether or not they win. No. They could they could lose 100% like in Cat's mm. Cradle and Watchmen. Yeah. In like, fact, bad news, in fact bad news most, bears. most of the endings that we said were good endings were losses. Right. Because yeah. I think that's the author telling the truth. They're not like no, th- th- there I, are I, there are wins. Never yeah. wear, Neverwhere is a win. But well, as but long as but, the but he gets but, but so to spoil the end of Neverwhere. Yeah. The guy helps out with this problem of this of this magical I just love that story so much. Yeah. The 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 end of the, he helps this magical group of people that live in a invisible magical portion of London solve all their problems and then he's like okay I'm going to go back to my regular life. And then his, he goes back to his regular life, and it sucks. <laughs> and his wife is a piece of shit. He got everything he wanted. Yeah, he got everything he wanted, everything he wanted the, the entire time. And he's like, this isn't enough for me anymore. This isn't enough. And he struggles with it for, like, days and days and days. He's, he gets so frustrated with everything in his life. The only relic he has is, like, this knife that, that he left with him. And he's like, you know what? Screw this. And he gets drunk and goes in an alley, and everybody in his life hates him because now he's not acting like himself anymore. And he draws, like in Beetlejuice... With the knife, he scratches an insignia of a door on a on a on the wall of an alley, and draws the thing. And he's like, "I think that's how it went. Fuck it." And 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 nothing happens. And he's like, "Ah, god damn it, fine." And he just falls asleep in like the garbage. And then he wakes up, and the door is open. And one of the guys who's um, it's the the, the marquee. Marquee. Um, the marquee. I forgot. The, yeah. His Because it had to be open from the other side. Right. Yeah. Is is standing in the open doorway looking at him. He's like, "You coming or what?" And yeah. that's that's the end yeah. of the book. Like it's, it's just a fantastic, boom, great ending. I love it. I love yeah, it, but it, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't mean need to be a downer, but it just needs to fit with the rest of the. No, story. no, no, no. It, it to needs say. to be honest to I'm not saying, not reality. Honest does, to what you set out to do, and it can't be pandering. Yeah. you can't pander. I, that yeah. feels yeah. bad. I, one of my students the other day had a new book by the author of The Hatchet, Paulson. Mm-hmm. Did you guys read The Hatchet when you were younger? It's about a kid who gets I also in, read I read Brian Win, Brian's winner. Too. Yeah, he gets in a plane crash and he's got to survive and everything and then he gets away. And then the kid showed me the book. He's like, "Oh, yeah, they did another one." I'm like, "Why?" So I look through it and the author is like, "Yeah, I got a lot of shit for the ending." So if you like the ending, don't read this. But if you didn't like the ending, <laughs> here's an entirely new book of just the kid like going just like the shit. Dark Tower that we talked yeah. about. Yeah. And it's like I'm like that's an interesting thing to do, but mm. I think what we like is our author. Here's how he set out. He's being true not to what you want. To how he is putting the story yeah. through. Oh, well, and the book, like the ending of Harry Potter. Yeah, the book, the last true to what was there. It was good. The Last Samurai. Um, if you if you guys ever get a chance to read uh, it, I highly recommend it. The end is the end is just the like Last that. Samurai. Fantastic. Book, not the movie. No, hey, yeah, not the movie because they're different. They're no. completely different stories. But the movie is good too. I Ken recommend. Ken Watanabe it. was badass in that. Everybody was badass in that movie. Yeah. I, I love that movie. Um, but, but no, the, the, bo- the book is not the, the, the last samurai has nothing. The, yes. the book has nothing to do with the movie. It's just a it, coincidental. Title. It's a coincidental title. It's about a woman raising her genius son in London, modern day. <laughs> like it oh, has nothing. Really? To, yeah, no, it's 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 my favorite book. But the ending is it's great. Sti- it's still in my top five. 
Yeah, it's very, very good. That, also, was, a, that was the first book you made me read. Yeah. I, where you were like, take this. Would you believe that everybody else that I handed that book to hated it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could. If you, if you don't like reading books, yeah. and you and the whole thing is, I hadn't even seen The Last Samurai, or The Seven Samurai in the movie. As soon as they started bringing it up, I put that book down, and then watched the movie, and then put that book up again. I was like, shit, this is amazing. Yeah, was the book yeah. that much better because you just watched that? Yes. No, see, see, the, no, 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 The Seven Samurai he's talking about. The book, book reference is Seven Samurai. Okay, so here's the break. Oh, oh it's so yeah. I got I, I, I hadn't seen the movie. He gave me this book, Can and then I had to. And just keep that for an adaptation podcast one day, <laughs> and not talk about the Seven Samurai right now. Well, well, well. The the idea is is the book, The Last Samurai, references Seven Samurai because it's it's the mother's favorite film, and the child grows up fatherless, and she's like, well, he won't have a positive male role model, so she makes him watch Seven Samurai, so that he'll have seven, right? But they're not all positive. Yeah, they're so. And but all he wants to know is they're who, mostly positive. Yeah, not all of them though. For feudal Japan, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So so the only thing he wants to know is who his real father is. He can't find out. He goes digging through her past and asking her like detective style questions when he's like twelve, and he finds out that there are seven possible men <laughs> who could be his real father. And then he goes through and meets all of them one by one and tells them tells each one of them that he's their son. Does he do it in a contest? No, he doesn't do it in a contest, sort of. but but he does. He definitely does put them into. This kid's a genius, by the way. He, he in the, in the book, them? oh, and he, he put he puts he himself in great... as smart or smarter than all of them. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's he's amazing. So it's the best book I've ever read. Don't not, tell me the ending. Then. I'm not going to tell you the ending, but it's very good. I want to read it. Oh, it's it's near perfect. And again, it, it's it's after the yeah. problem or whatever is. Oh solved. yeah, it's resolved. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Ma- in fact, the problem is resolved. Seventy-five percent. No, 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 no. He doesn't find out. It, sorry, he doesn't find out the answer to his question until very near the end. Um, but there's characters he meets. Like the best parts of that book are bef- are even before that, where and, he like and meets the some of the people. Stops mattering. Yeah. Two. Like, kind of like high fidelity, where you stop caring about his problems, but you're just fun along for the ride. No, no, no. You no, very much I don't care agree about because I, I, yeah, no, you care about him, and I also disagree on high fidelity. So fuck you. Which I also think has a really great ending. I hate that film. I, oh, love my, it. I love you it. Made, you made me watch it at yeah. your house with you. It. And I'm like, this is just a movie about an asshole getting what he wants. No, <laughs> I he doesn't get what he I wants. Don't, I stop like, caring about him. I hate this film. And I just enjoy The Ride and Jack Black and the other guy. What's his name? John Cusack. No, little dude looks like Moby. <laughs> I don't I don't know the actor's name, but I, yeah. he's Barry and, and Dick. They make, they make stiff little fingers jokes. All right, so now we're going to talk about our own work. Each of us brought in something to critique or, mm-hmm. or workshop or work with each other on. Each writer is going to introduce what they brought. All right. And then uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about it. So, Liam, what would you bring? I brought in my, my goblin PI story. And it's just about a goblin who's unnaturally tall. And I didn't mention in this story, but he's like 5'2". Yeah. Oh, he's 5'2". Okay. He's 5'2". So, tell us about that world that he lives um, in. He lives in a weird world, which is like pseudo-1940s America. It's after 100 years of war on the continent. And it's supposed to be in England. All the underground creatures have American accents, and everyone who lives above has English accents. And I didn't quite get to, again. Didn't get quite get to that. To that, but there's a there, I, there's a lot of world building involved. And me and Max have actually been doing this for maybe a year and a half. Okay, so you guys have been working on this for a while. Is this something that you're going to come back to us with? Oh yes. After this, okay. Um, that's so that's, shall I? Yeah. Okay, awesome. That's well, a world we actually really love. Yes. Because it feels kind of like when I was reading, it feels kind of like the Dresden Files, where it's where it's in that same kind of yeah. gumshoe uh, 
it's, fantasy it's, it's world. very much a, a fantasy noir thing, and I didn't get everything I needed to uh, in world building across in the first chapter. Um, it is really a world, though. It's not like there's a noir world. Right. It's more just happens in the world That's, along it's, with everything it's, else. The thing is, he's a he's a private detective. It's yeah. the noir part of that world. Yeah, I don't know how much you feel like you need to add to the beginning because the thing I loved about it was like a detective noir story it's completely from his perspective the entire time yes and the only time that you need to give new information is when oh she's about to walk up to that level yeah. let me tell you about that level real quick like it's, it's as if he's sitting across from me telling me the story i but the only thing is i i want two perspectives from the story and i want them to, the chapters to go one then the other so i want it to be from the goblin's point of view first chapter second chapter would be hers Interesting. And I, I didn't. I came up with this idea later because then you, one, you get a second point of view, and if you do that, you get to get rid of a lot of plot points that happen where where he would already know things. He gets to explain stuff to her from her point of view, which I think is important when you find out his history. Now, that, that's one thing I did want to talk about because I wrote, wrote down a couple notes for mm-hmm. you. Um, I, I, I enjoyed the the world that you're setting up here, and, I, and this did feel very experimental, like you're trying to play around in this world with this character. Yes. Um, but I, I wrote down since this is. A, since this is a detective story in the first person, I'd like a stronger voice as the narration. Since he's a goblin, uh, there can be a lot of novel ways that this can be done. And I would also prefer more context before he sets off. Mm-hmm. Um, he could talk about uh, like his lousy day or like how much he hates the bartender or, or anything to familiarize us with his voice before you change the location. Okay. You know what I mean? Like where you're, you understand. It just like goes, this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where you, where you could give like little context clues that things aren't quite as normal like where you could use lingo that's in there and like and like uh use use words that maybe we're familiar with but only in a fantasy setting mm-hmm. for things that are common to us i do i do want to bring up another thing i want it to feel where like if you play dungeon and dragons i almost want there to be moments where you're like well that was a hide check but yeah. i don't want to say that i, but I, 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 I very, that's very much I, felt that this was i want D&D. i want i want that vibe where if you are you're familiar with rpg settings you can feel that in the narrative, but at the same time, if you're not, it doesn't take away from the narrative, and I feel like that's a weird balance to hit. Now, I have a unique perspective on why this is a, a D&D setting, <laughs> because uh, Doug played a character that was a goblin rogue that clearly has influenced this character a little bit. Oh, just oh, a, no. only a little, only a little. <clears throat> right. Well, we and, and, we and, only played it for two years. Yeah. Right, and the main character, the goblin, uh, references the Sword Coast Corsair, which is a paragon class you chose for a character that you were playing he's in my like, campaign. Eh. No, he's, uh, she's a red coast. Red coast, coast Corsair. Red coast. Yeah. Is that not what I said? No. You said Sword Coast. Oh, it was is, Sword Coast. Yeah, I'm sorry. Still, we can clearly see where it's lifted. Yes. It's, right, right, right. Um, but but I actually, as a, as a fan of D&D, I, I enjoyed those references. Yeah. Max, what do you know Knowing this world, I know the better world than most people quite well, and I really did enjoy the opening. I thought you described the underworld pretty well without bashing us over the head with description. Right. But then we get to the second part, and I don't. And know if, I, I, that's no, that's I, my huge problem. I thought yeah. it was great that you're describing the separation of the two worlds. I wanted to be from her perspective, though. I but, think she'd do a better job of it. No, I would. I would. I can. I'll write that. But I'm reading <clears> this, and I know the world, and I don't know. What parts don't fit and do? Because I know everything about the world, so I don't know what an outsider would look at it and be like, now, where are they? What What now? I think I, I only said part of this. I, mm-hmm. I think one of the main problems with uh, the way it's written now is that the voice for the, the narration is inconsistent. 
Oh, it, no, I know it, that's it becomes, true. It becomes much more clinical later on. Yeah. At the beginning, it has a lot more uh, slang and uh, affectations that the main character has. And then later, it just becomes kind of short sentence structure. Still, It's still like punchy, but it, but it's not the voice it was, of the it main character. It was written in chunks. Right. It comes off that way. If you're doing first person, it needs to feel yes. like, it really does need to feel like this person has is a character yeah. who's trying to tell you something in a world that you're already familiar and, with. And the dialogue and the yeah. prose can be part of that character. Exactly. And exactly. I, I am, I'm missing out on that. Doug? I would say um, I liked it. I really, I the whole freaking concept. I love, obviously. Um, I would <laughs> Doug's say Doug's Rogue is is the one we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, but me outside of it, all, all that all that shit aside, all jokes aside. Um, I would say don't be afraid to go further with like I don't want to say cheesier elements, but like more pulp, more pulpy stereotypes. Yes, yeah. dude, don't be afraid to go even further with that because when I'm dealing with this fantasy world and I'm like trying to get my bearings in it. I can find the stereotypical stuff reliable to help me. Or like an anchor. Yeah, and where like it's she's like a tall drink because of water. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, already, yeah. I'm already changing it enough. Yeah, to the point where it, it's not yeah. a, a rote. Right. Because then when you say something like, "Oh, she had, you know, she had a bag of holding." Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, along, yeah. along with along with. Uh, yeah. D- uh, don't be afraid to like really go deep and then scale it back if you have to. Yeah. Because I was well, gonna. I mean, if, if I'm if I'm gonna talk about anything, I want to talk to you guys about. Um, if you have any recommendations for the rules of the universe for me. Oh, um, um, I think... I mean, I think that that's going to be... Establishing rules for universe, how people should talk, is a minor point of that. But I, I want to know if, if there's anything where you're like, point blank, don't do this, allow your characters to do this. I, I, how, I, how should magic work? Because that's a... Huge. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry too much about how magic worked. Um, except magic. for except for the. Ex- yeah. Well. Yeah. No. 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 Because I, I think I think rules are important for people. Yeah. <clears throat> my my issue is uh is I, I wouldn't take it too high. Like I wouldn't have them shift between planes or, or oh, introduce no. gods. No, 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 no. Not because not because those things aren't possible in this world, but because the God. story the story seems very grounded. But, mm-hmm. but uh, in well, that kind of world, which is what the appeal I, is. Well, uh, the whole thing is I, I I want I want gods and and very high flutin things to be involved in the past. The war was when terrible things happened, mm-hmm. and ter- like the reason why the world is how it is, is because of the war, and there there will be a little divinity involved in that. But since the war, just nothing. If he's a detective, he has to use logic to solve problems. So there needs to be logic problems. It can't just be, yeah. oh, they did some magic, and then that that solves it. It's like there needs to be a puzzle to it that makes sense. You can use magic, but as long as magic's not an excuse for when you don't well, have even, an answer, yeah, mm-hmm. as a detective. I think he would see through a lot of magic. I mean, I thought I thought the shoe thing was a pretty good. No, I like that. I, I guess thing. I guess he, limiting limiting the magic so it, you can't magic your way out of any situation. Yeah. yeah, rules on the magic. So he and he and if he knows those rules, it's like, oh, you're you're a red coast mage, therefore you don't know this. So yeah. don't bullshit me. Like that kind of thing, mm-hmm. not only feels like the pulp novel, but also pulls me into that universe where it's like, oh shit. So now, but like I'm, almost almost like Holmesian, where you're like, oh well, the, I found some. Uh, some powder here of, of you know, like, yeah, yeah. smells it, and he's like, oh, blue, this is... Blue ochre, you know, and, and, and that's only like, used in this kind of spells. Who knows about that, and you and, don't and question also, that yeah. kind of person. There's no sulfur here. I know what this means. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, Exactly. Well, in this world, for us, like, magic is not something that that many people really understand. It's more like, was it like Mary Curie playing with, yeah, you know, radiation. radiation. I, I guess taking the mystery out of magic might, might yeah, answer Yeah, because he's that. a detective. Like, I normally I would be like, his description of people and what they're doing, mm-hmm. I, if his character was doing that, I'd be like, well, how can they know that? But him being a detective, 
I like that he, yeah. you know, the, he the, the, the mystery people. he has to pick things yeah. apart. Well, that's the, his the, advantage. The, the yeah. nice thing, the nice thing about having a detective story is that he doesn't have to know everything starting out. He can do right. research, which is a great way to explain yeah. to the audience a, yeah. a rule set. Because he's like, wait, wait, what is this? And then he could go research it, and then it's explained. I to knew him. my friend Tom. Yeah, the, yeah, the exactly. Tom knows about the mystery. Things. Isn't in his world. It's more in the people in the world, and we only need to learn how parts of the world work when he's yeah, face when to face with it. And I feel yeah. like our religions, like our high religions, it's a lot of misdirection. Mm. Oh, purposefully. Yeah, because people don't know what the fuck's going on. Gods well, don't talk to them personally. Specifically, what what um, what would you like to improve about this specific? Uh, one point of view was <clears throat> something I definitely had in, in mind, but also I don't want it to be just from... The goblin's point of view. You want that? You want the, badly. the girl who's hiring um, him because I, I want yeah, and I because I, I especially want to be able to describe the the underworld and its differences mm-hmm. from another point of view because he wouldn't give a sh- like he wouldn't give a shit right. He's never going to really describe to you the ins and outs of how that works. Ever. Well, I mean, I, I enjoy the world. Um, obviously, this is not a complete story. Um, oh, not even a little yeah, bit. Well, That's... I mean, it, it doesn't reach a resolution even in the sample that you gave us. Yeah. But uh, but I'm interested in seeing more of it. But I, I, I know I need more gumshoe elements. I, I definitely need, again, more logic puzzles. But it's also really important to me that the, the war hangs heavy over everything. I would like a lot of people other than him to mention it. Yeah. Because yeah. um, right now he's the only agent of yeah. explaining the past. Like action of a dice roll? <coughs> to where, like... No. No, I just you mean... Can, uh, like, no, I mean, like, where he's in a shadow. Where he actually pulls himself into a shadow to get smaller. That kind of thing of, like you said... Where you could see an action was a dice roll. I would like to see more of the actual I, action I, of him I, being a I, sleuth. I think that has to be very subtle. Yeah, uh, I agree. Like, if you, if well, you I believe know, you if can you, do that. But. It, but I'm saying, if you, it, already I think at the level I'm at, yeah. where if, if you're like, he's making hide roll, he's making a listen roll, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I already think I'm there with that. Okay. Well, I want to see more. All right. So 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 I'm can done. you can you give me Mormon next week? Yeah, definitely. No, no, I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm sorry, guys. Who's I'm, your next I'm, character? That's a, that's Liam's way of saying um, yes. I I know I, I know I want I know I want an orc, really badly. No, I mean from the party that you wanted to show. I would really like Captain Victor Sid. He can't be in it. <laughs> I'm can Yon, can <clears throat> Yon Pilgrim be a witness? Um, <laughs> but you know, I, but I, the whole thing. What is, about Captain Devin Post? Yes, actually, that could work. <laughs> We're the talking about is, all D and D characters. The whole thing is he'd be thirty-five at this point. Right. Post-war. I was going to say, I'm going to bring in... Oh, that uh, would be terrible. I'll, if he was in an actual world war, Jesus Christ. I'll, I'll loan you. This, this is a... <laughs> <laughs> now, that's, that. I am sorry to have said that out loud, because now that adds, like, yeah. horrible amounts of world building to, to the war. No. Oh, boy. Can no, I add that it. the world war is history from, let's say, 1066 it, to, to World 19, War II? Yeah, to 1940. Happens in, in 100, 100 years. years. Okay. That's the idea. We're well, like, uh, save it. Because I want to yeah. know more, but I want to yeah. know more within the context of story. All right, I was just want to say real quick. Next week, I'll bring in my compendium of the Spider. Mm-hmm. Have you are you familiar with that? I have read a lot of the. Spider. Then maybe then I don't have to do it. Then I was gonna say you need to read some of that shit because yeah. I like cracking um, open the beginning of that. I've read a lot of Dashiell Hammett. Yeah. I've read a then lot. You, of, all right, never yeah. mind. Then you're already ten yeah, steps the, ahead of me. The, the, the Spider, Green that's Hornet. My shit. Like, yeah. It's all the yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although Sam Spade <laughs> is my favorite detective, even more than Philip Marlowe, even though Sam Spade okay. has two. St- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Stories. What about well, Doug? Doug's next. Okay. Um, okay, so Doug, you uh, tell us what you brought in. Yeah, I brought in an outline uh, based off of the trailer idea that we made last week. <laughs> Which was the, the planet so, without Christmas. The planet without Christmas. And I'm so excited for this. So I, I, there really isn't much that I added because I, I was just really recapping the idea, f- trying to fine-tune what we had. And then I started from the beginning saying, okay, we know the basic beginning. We know the basic middle. We know the basic end. Now I, what my, I attempted to do is in this outline is just flesh out act one, trying to make sense how does it get to the planet and everything else. The way I have it now, the things that I added is I, the opening sequence is going to be establishing that he's that he's a little bit late. He's sort of a He's always running behind. And uh, he makes a late delivery on a planet that's actually like um, a capitalist wonderland where it, Christmas is big business and Christmas is all over this planet. So you can see the extreme, you know, when he goes from one to the other. Um, and he makes this late delivery and they're just like, no, nah, man, you're like six minutes late. We're not we're not paying for delivery and we can't take that or whatever now. And he's like, no, come on, man. Come on. It's Christmas. You know, come on. I got to go and see the wife and kids. And this guy's like, all right, tell you what, we'll take the cargo. But we have a bunch of old decorations from last year that are no good, and we have a bunch of uh, presents that are overstocked because we thought this thing would sell well. So you agree to take that without a disposal fee. We'll call it even. So he has a ship now full of full Christmas of, decorations right. and Christmas toys that are going oh, nowhere. Okay. So then he's like, okay, okay. So and, I, I have to give a tenant. Go, go ahead. I have to give a tenant. Brilliant. <laughs> um, Brilliant. I ain't done yet, sir. <laughs> hold, please hold all applause. Uh, because what he does then is he has to load up this cargo ship, so he lands the, this massive ship. I, I say massive ship, but that doesn't that doesn't actually tell you the size of it. It's 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 not like it's not like the Nostromo or anything like that. But it's just, yeah. it's a large ish ship. Um, he's loading up all this cargo, and he gets like the, a, the size of the Firefly. Big as hell, or big yeah, as the Serenity. Yeah, big as uh, Serenity, maybe even it's a little not bit bigger. A, it's not a Star Destroyer, is what you're saying. No, 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 no. It's a <laughs> bigger, probably bigger than the Falcon, but you okay. Know. Um, anyway, so he's loading it up and it's taking time because it's a, it's a, it's a huge haul and he gets a beep on his like little wrist device and he's like, ah, shit, opens it up and it's his wife being like, honey, are you going to make it to dinner on time? And he's just like, yeah, yeah, one second. You're thinking, is he going to get back to fucking dinner on time? He runs into the ship while like the things are still loading. He goes to like this kitchen table set up like steel thing he sits like he quickly makes a microwave dinner in like three seconds slaps it on a thing and then slides into the seat because he'd been delayed because he's loading up all that cargo that he shouldn't have because he's supposed to come home directly and then i have this little uh hologram of let's like a live live transmission conference call with his wife at home eating dinner with his kids at home eating dinner so he's sitting across from these hologram 2d hologram images of them and he's acting like he's supposed to be there on time he's like hey so yeah what's going on they're like hey dad you know like whatever and he's just like so let's start eating and they just have this you know, uh, thing, which I'm realizing a lot that probably uh, having a psychological moment uh, that is probably because I spoke to my wife for two years through Skype for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so like he's having this long distance thing going on and um, 
the ship automated starts to take off, starts to leave, and he and he, before he left that planet, he's like, I wonder with all that extra mass now on the ship that I was not calculated in my flight plan. Is that going to put extra strain on the warp drive, or is that going to cause a problem? So he's sitting across from his wife, who's only seeing him one direction because it's you know a camera and everything like mm-hmm. that. And um, the the rocket ship starts starts going warp speed to get back home. You know, it's like a two week trip or whatever to get back to Earth. And uh, he's trying to play it cool in front of his wife, eating, being like, "Oh no, everything's fine. I made the delivery. We're all fine." He's lying about how he was almost late and almost got fired and all this other shit. And then like you little little monitor would go off. Either I'm thinking either like artificial intelligent robot or something. But anyway, a little little beacon starts to go off. He sees like a, a meter, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, a little a little a little meter starts to rise of heat or temperature or whatever. And he's just like, oh, "Okay, keeping an eye on that." While he's trying to play it cool in front of the family. And then finally, like he has to, like the the humorous uh, tension of the scene is that he's seeing that his ship is about to overheat but he can't let him know that there's a trouble or that he has to slow down and this other stuff but of course finally like a something something you know overheats and he alarms go off and his family's like what's that he's like oh that's fine don't worry about it and you know and it, it's not like a life or death he's gonna explode but he he tells him he's gonna call him back and he has to make the emergency landing on, on the planet so is he alone in the ship is he that's, a space that's trucker? the thing um that's the I, thing I, I think that's a good idea i like that yeah, the like idea that he'd kind be of totally him, alone. Like, kind of like the uh, the the space truckers from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, mm-hmm. or space trucker the movie. As but as <laughs> as I was I was exploring the idea, I thought, yeah, it, it him being alone kind of makes sense, but he needs to at least have an artificial intelligence. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I didn't like about our thing is we actually had a part in where he's like screwing over other crew members to do this. By right. not getting a home for Christmas. It, but right. if he's solo, it makes yeah, it, I I like it, it makes better sense. Yeah. Also, um, the other problem that I ran into is like, okay, he lands on this planet. I'm assuming it's a desert planet, but it doesn't have to be because I'm sick of desert planets. No, snow planet is way better. Snow planet can work just fine, but then they can't be farmers. Planets have more than one biome. Yeah, but but whatever. It's a, it's a, it's our a, planet does. The way it, yeah, and it's a small Ma- planet. Mars, Venus, yeah. Ju- Jupiter, Saturn don't. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, the the way I describe the world that they're in is I, I I don't have it in front of me, but I believe I wrote it's a sleek, colorful uh, sci-fi future as if designed by Frank Lloyd Wright and the Disney Imagineering team. Okay, so definitely like so colorful utopian. So yeah. it looks beautiful, works shitty. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say works shitty. It's, as cult- much it's as culturally different. Yeah, what you're Frank Lloyd Wright's houses were always beautiful and never I'd stopped say water min- from pouring mo- into them. A modern minimalist uh, approach, very future of the 1960s kind of Tomorrowland yeah. sort of feeling, mm. just so that you can not take it too seriously. Okay, you know, it's not dark, gritty, like whatever. It's definitely lighthearted. It's not friendly. aliens, right? It is not aliens. It's not alien. Uh, I'm trying to think of the closest. I-, I said it's moon. Meets the Santa Claus. Okay. okay. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm I. I. That, it feels like that so far. Yeah. I don't have a lot of feedback to give you yet because I feel not like, a lot of yeah. There's not there. a lot of. But yeah. but I'm, I'm. I'm. I feel like we're all on board. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we, we just need. Like. We just need no, more. No. The, the big fact, hurdle. I am five minutes wa- away from calling the Hallmark Channel. Really <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> but so before you do that, the the big hurdle that I'd like your your all your guys' input on is. What is the logical reason I can have this guy break into people's houses and leave gifts behind without appearing very douchey and presumptuous? Well, they're having a hard time. Yeah. Like, like yeah. If, if, they're, if they're about to have a bad year, like a really bad year, right? And uh, and and there's something stopped working, and they didn't th- they didn't have whatever, and they're not, and, and it's just going to be hard this year. And he can't get them extra supplies. He has nothing on that ship. All he's right. got are decorations and presents. Right. You know, like like I think that's a great way for I him mean, from, to. I mean, from his point of view. That's like I want to give back to the people, and that does make sense. But like ethically, 
he's going to break into people's houses that don't even know he exists and that even you know what I'm saying yeah. it's but like, it's just but it's just a bright and children's the day he's not hurting he's not suspension of disbelief he's not, that Santa Claus enjoys he's not yeah. he's not destroying no. their property right he's not but how would anything. you feel if a guy today literally snuck in your house and left you presents and it was legitimately out of the kindness of his own heart well i th- i think here's the thing i think there needs to be a public display of him maybe getting the idea of Christmas and then a public problem where they're like, oh, we can't have it. There's nothing we that, got. That's where I was going to go was I was like, okay, <clears throat> if he's like, oh, let me explain what Christmas is. And the idea of Christmas starts to spread. And if like the town mayor or someone like, we is can't, like, we can't it's like dude, it. you need to leave. because like, now like, please stop. Yeah, it's like, please stop because now you got the, the, the hopes up of all these kids. We can't afford to give them anything. All you did was make them miserable. I think if there's a general hopefulness of, uh, among people, and they're like, "Oh, that sounds awesome," but we, you know, right. we, we mm-hmm. can't do it. I think then right. you're in the clear. I right. think yeah. I, th- I think there's no problem. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And it also makes me want to make a movie about. Also, Planet- America is yeah. on board with the concept of Santa Claus. Like, yeah. you don't have to convince watchers that right. Santa. Well, like, you know, I'm j- again, just, uh, just did you see the Santa Claus? Right, but that but that, that's already that's already in a world where Santa Claus is established to have existed for a fact and he's been doing it for centuries so it's even the no, adult no. it's it's actually the opposite no one believes in santa claus and he's doing this and which it works is out the biggest flaw fine. of that movie because if santa claus is legitimately delivering presents every year how come adults don't go where are these presents come yeah from? <laughs> it's like 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 the cops who are chasing him because down they're like oh he thinks he's Doug, santa Doug, <laughs> magic i think you're in the clear i don't think there's a conflict yeah. no i but, like I well, whatever i think, you're, I think yeah. you're overthinking santa claus maybe but the um anyway the the, the last thing i had was at the very end the way it's going to end is he obviously makes the choice to stay on this planet, not forever, but just, just mm-hmm. for the season, to deliver these presents. And his reward for doing this is that um, – He dies? No. Oh, that, oh um, well, I'm uh, not on board anymore. Yeah. Christmas morning arrives, and he's, like, all freaking exhausted. Like, he barely did it in time because he's always late, but he finally pulled something off on time for once. And the Christmas miracle that he gets is that when he told his family that he what, he what I make the decision. I can't make it for Christmas because these people need me. And he, like, shuts the thing off, sends the message. They spend their money to charter show a up. direct flight, and they show up to spend Christmas with him, even Doug, though they don't have. That's great. That I, great. No, no, I'm, Here, I'm, here's, that is that's wonderful. So I got to figure out the middle, act, the, the the act two, basically before the midnight also, ride of going through. Really, and, really go for McConaughey on this one. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I think he's he's been the pilot of a spaceship enough times now. Yeah. No, no, he hasn't. No yeah. one has. But my, my, my oh, next yeah. hurdle is to figure out, because I know once he goes on, the act three is that trip, the middle of the movie, after from the moment when he lands and he's trying to decide what he's going to do, that's what i got to figure out now. Like, what what are the hurdles along the way to get to that point? But other than that, that's that's what i got. We're behind it. it. We're behind it. I think I think we're, we're go team Planet Without Christmas. Because it just oh reminds my God, me no. of a door-to-door salesman, but a guy who has to go planet to planet, and he gets to the next planet. Hey, uh, does anybody want any brooms or <laughs> <laughs> I, the, I gotta tell you, the planetary authority's like, uh, no. After, after we recorded last week, and uh, I was so happy with the idea mm-hmm. that I was started to. That's when I started to consider writing, writing it full on. Uh, I go home, I tell my wife, we had this crazy idea. It was, um, uh, it's a sci-fi holiday movie, and it's called uh, "The Planet Without Christmas." And she goes, "You mean every other planet in the universe?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we've never been to another planet. How do we know they don't have Christmas? Good point. You, Santa Claus versus the Martians, point. right? We Santa have, Claus conquers the Martians. Well, I mean, Curiosity didn't find any Christmas stuff. Yeah, but it's a robot. Okay. Well, no, Max. no, no, no. Time out. <laughs> Robots can celebrate Christmas. 
they can celebrate Christmas, but they when probably a human... much, much more efficient at celebrating Christmas. They do, yeah. Doctor Who. Christmas, Christmas is like yeah, there's, there's Santa robots at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <Doctor> <laughs> yeah. There's Santa robots in Futurama. You well, love them. Well, Max, let's let's move on. Uh, say, there's well, not, there wasn't gonorrhea in America until you know the Spanish got there, but there also wasn't Christmas. But there was syphilis. Take the good so with I the mean, bad. Is that what you're yeah. saying? So, Max. Yes. Tell yes. us what you brought in this week. Oh. I brought in a story I wrote. <laughs> I brought in gonorrhea for everybody. <laughs> for I'm much our, like Spain. You brought in a two and a half page joke. All our listeners. I sat down. Speaking of Christmas. And I wrote this in a couple minutes, 20 something minutes or so. Maybe. Really? Yeah, I just sat down. Really? I had the idea and I just you sat down. You wrote, and wrote two it. and a half pages in 20 minutes. It wasn't very long. It was longer you because. Fuck you. Don't, don't. <laughs> if my wife would stop listening to this for like 10 seconds. It would have been shorter, but she kept talking to me. And I was just like, can I just write this? And she's like, just talking to me and showing me pictures on Facebook. And I'm like, I'm just, I just want to write this story. It's in my head. It's really important yeah. that I troll these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Can, I, can you stop complaining about your lovely wife? Yes. No, she's great. Who I enjoy. But I was at a birthday dinner, and my little siblings were there, and they were checking a website to see if they were on the good list for Santa Claus because they are young children. Wait, 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 time. This is a thing? Yeah. Can parents go on and determine beforehand? <laughs> no, it's uh, <laughs> what they couldn't figure out is that it automatically puts you on the good list no matter what. So then I and there's a little icon. I hate this already. Yeah, but you write an email and you send it, and then a little email pops up in his computer, but mm-hmm. it refreshes every six seconds. And they didn't realize this, so I went on my phone. I'm like, "You guys are being bad. I'm going to write an email to Santa." So I wrote this long, like I wrote in a notepad document, yeah. and I went and I titled it "To Santa North Pole." And they're like, you can't do that. And I hit save, and I went to the desktop. And then that little icon pops up in his computer. I'm like, oh, sorry, it's already there. And they're like, no. So like, they're trying to delete it and go, how do we go back? And I'm like, can't. And then they said something. Screenshot the desktop, deleted the icon. So I went, <laughs> I went back in. I'm like, dear Santa, they're doing it again. I really, I guess they're not getting any presents this year. So then the idea of Santa Claus was in my head. And then I... Thought of the CIA. So then you ruined Christmas. One of the things that drives yeah. me crazy is that I got an update to the Google Maps on my phone that says that, oh, it's the you can track Santa now, where he's going. I'm like, Santa hasn't delivered shit for me in decades. Well, not, maybe you'll watch now. <laughs> See, yeah, you won't visit your house. I Fine, yeah, I'll be waiting with a gun. I, I know <laughs> that's e- why he doesn't come to your house no, anymore. Yeah. I know exactly when Santa stopped visiting my house, and that's when my parents got a divorce. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, because Santa is... is Pure oh, traditional marriage. Yeah, no. If I've seen no, any, as soon as as soon as my mom was gone, my dad was like, "Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna wait for the sales after Christmas. Are you guys cool with that?" And we're like, "We're fine. Yeah, we're we're cool." If I've we seen a care. '90s movie, that's when you get two Christmases. No, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you it, get... that was that was the case with me. And my parents were divorced, really? but I was an only child. That's a big difference. My me and my sister, a Christmas and a half, maybe mm. if we were lucky. I've been watching a lot so, of '90s. So, so back. So to we this. haven't we haven't gone we haven't really. Talked about what Explain your story what, is. What, yeah, what My is story is about a CIA operative. Is he a CIA operative? He, um, he, yes. So he references the company a lot. Because I want him to be called. I want the organization to be called Grinch really badly. No, he. <laughs> I had him as a CIA. A he could acronym. be Grinch. He was a CIA operative because he references the company. They work mm-hmm. for the company, and they're all named after founding fathers, signers of the Declaration of Independence. Button Gwinnett, you know. Yeah, Button Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. Who was a robot that I blew up in Fallout? Yes. So this CIA operative, he goes to his black site somewhere in Eastern Europe, and the oh, it's in Eastern Europe, but it's not. It's not actually there. You you make a point of it not being actually there. It's not actually there because you repeat the same line twice, which actually bothers me. Yeah, we're like, and it wasn't there. 
my only critique of the fact that entire story is which you need to like. But he means off line. the books. It's a reference yeah. that it doesn't off exist. Off the books would be officially, a good Officially, yes. Not officially, there. okay, officially doesn't exist. He pulls in and the guards are afraid of him because of what they do. Mm-hmm. And he's got which, this... which is Flay Santa. Well, he <laughs> you don't know that yet. So no, you yeah. I do know that. You're, you're main, I read yeah, the story. Yeah. Your main character is the Roos Bolton of holidays. Yes. <laughs> so he gets in, you his office, and he's checking his email and putting his suit coat away and everything, and what he's supposed to do for the day. So he goes in, and instead of dealing with the regular client that mm-hmm. his company deals with. He's got a special client to deal with. Now, see, when yes. you see you... Okay. No, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till you're done. I'm sorry. Okay. So, anyway, so he goes in with his partner, Gwinnett, who's been working longer than him. Mm-hmm. And he goes in, and then they start working with the client to get information on a terrorist that they need to get from. And this client has been there for a number of years. Now, now you say terrorist. You never say terrorist. No, they want you information said, you said, you said about he's a, a really bad person. Yeah. Who does a lot of bad things. No, but I'm saying like they never use the word terrorist when right. referring to the client. Well, the other no. clients, this the, star the, client, they would not refer. Yeah. They're the client that they're beating up, mm-hmm. they never knows, refer to as a yeah. terrorist. They, they want information. They, this was this was a point of uh, issue for me because yes. I, a client is somebody who who employs you, uh, and I, I think maybe the word you meant to use was asset. No, I was going with client. Okay, because I didn't really understand uh, how this person I, was I, a client. I I think. Client, I was using it as clan ironically. I, th- I, I think there's too yeah. much sarcasm in that. Oh, well, I don't to be yeah, I, I, it. I, it yeah. was confusing. I, I, I didn't know what you meant. And again, mm-hmm. like yeah. a, a lot like the, <laughs> a lot like the doesn't exist line. Yeah, if you use client wants the first time, mm-hmm. and then you refer to his asset or or something else, you would I get the irony. That. Yeah, but you continued to use it, and then it was reinforcing. I was using that it more as like a euphemism because this guy enjoys beating up people yeah. he thinks are terrorists. But he is kind of sickened by what he's doing to this guy because, because he is the avatar of goodness in our world. And is he? Well, that's how Santa is usually now, described. Now, I thought, I thought this was a good idea for a story. Oh, it's um, clever. But, but then, so it finds out this guy got kidnapped by a special forces team a couple years ago. And they're like, tell us where this guy is. And he's like, how am I supposed to know? And they're like, fuck you. You know Santa he's Claus. naughty. <laughs> you know where he is. You know where everyone is at all times. You know what he's doing. So then they torture him cutting out his face and burning out his eyeballs because that all grows back. And they've been doing this daily for three years, and Santa is so terrified that he just gives up the information because he's tired of being Okay, now I didn't, get it, I didn't get that it grows back. Well, I mentioned uh, I it several I, times. I didn't get that either. Oh, I did. Because as soon as he cut him, it says that it started to grow back. Yeah, the skin like, is oh. together. As, as soon as they, as, before but, they do his eye, like they cut the side of his face, I think you said like it started to reconstruct yeah. or something? Like, And then there's this part... Um, but Franklin looked subtle. deep into the old man's remaining eyes. The other started a slow, horrifying reconstruction. Oh, okay. Because if I'm assuming Santa Claus being an immortal creature is immortal. Right. If you melted right. his eye with a blowtorch, it would reconstruct. Right. Now, I think this is a great idea for a story. And uh, the idea that you could use Santa's special ability of knowing, like, the list and checking it twice. And, and that, knowing like, the whether... CIA would do that. Right, right. But um, one, of the, one of the things about me that made this really hard to read... Mm-hmm. Was that um, I need a description of the characters when oh. they're when they're introduced. It doesn't even have to be. Uh, and the whole joke rests on. No, not necessarily, because you could say old man, white beard, w- mm-hmm. gray hair, white. You, you know, because I think you didn't mention the white beard until after he got punched. You get, you yeah. get, oh, you or, get yeah. and more importantly, you could say long beard you, without saying white for a while. It was very hard to that. picture the action when it happened because you said like he strikes him with a strikes him with a closed closed fist, and then afterwards you're like, oh, he had a beard and he's old. 
Like if you just said, oh, it's an old man with, you know, it's an old bearded man with white hair or whatever. And well, I didn't describe and, them. And, these and handcuffed to a table. Like I didn't know that until you mentioned like no, the training is, against them. These people don't exist. If you're saying that as an author when you're writing about people, you're already not in a great frame of yeah. mind. <laughs> Because they, they kind of sort of have to exist I for know, you. Because I, I also yeah. don't know what Button, Gwyn, sorry, Button. Gwinnett. I, yeah. I don't know what Gwinnett or Franklin look like in, in the context of the yeah. story. Like even just be like business suit or any, okay. any, well, kind, my, of, any, my, any kind of explanation. My, my biggest bit of confusion was I didn't know what either of them, like one was supposed to be the muscle and the other was supposed to be like the No, like they're both the muscle. Cop. No, no. But, just, but, why, but why do you, I, like I, I, didn't, I didn't get like. Gwinnett good, had been doing it for longer. Good right. cop, bad cop I think would work. But I don't Better. think the CIA does good cop, bad cop. I think well, they do one, bad cop, bad cop. One, I think just, just yes, just they say, totally like, do. They don't even do bad cop anymore because it's not effective. They say they don't do bad cop. If you if you just had Gwinnett, or sorry, if you just had Franklin say like like this is me, like or, or this is this is what Franklin's wearing, ba- like super basic, just you know suit, mm-hmm. and then you say Gwinnett, he's slightly older than than Franklin. I would even have more context for for that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that wasn't there it, it when they strike him mm-hmm. anything with action it was very hard to picture. And in also my head. Well, th- that and also the middle joke is the confrontation between those two characters. The fact that they have a disagreement about how to deal with this client, which I think you again. Franklin's the one who's punching him. This poor guy feels so sick about punching him. Is it his job? I thought it was the other guy's job to do the oh, punching. Oh, no, it's both of their job. He loves his job. <laughs> it can't. But it, he just it, doesn't. It can't be both of I would, their jobs. I would suggest, though. like, that, that Grant, makes less Grant you just wrote this as, like, a fun, as a yeah, fun thing. Yeah, this is just putting an idea but, down. But I would suggest, like, if you were to ever tighten this up or, make, or do something else with it, I would rather see Franklin be the, like, really reluctant guy who's like, you could do more jokes that hint at it. Where, like, you at first, you, it's not a joke. But then when you look back on it, it is a joke where he's like, Oh man, you know I hate I hate this. I hate doing this job, but I'm the best that there is at this no, thing. No, he's not the best. He just but what I'm saying. Well, is, whatever, yeah. whatever. But the, the, like the joke, the thing I was gonna say was yeah. the joke about if if my kids saw me do this, they would hate me. Yeah, if they you knew know, what I was doing. If they knew right what I was now. doing, and then you're like, well, why? He's not even really. He's just standing there. He's not actually hitting this poor yeah. old man. But then the fact that he's involved, he's like. Hit him again. You know, like that kind of thing. Like yeah. he's the guy giving the orders, but not actually punching. Because you can tell that, that Max is hiding the ball. Yeah. Well, uh, about yeah. something in the script. Right, before. right, right. Because I thought, it, because of the way he's very reluctant to describe, like, who the character is, I'm thinking it's playing around the word client, which is why I'm, I, I've been such a stickler about that. Right. Is because I'm like, oh, he's, th- this he's guy must be paying them. Somehow. He's yeah, paying yeah. for this. There, there must be I, something that I, they need to get I out of I actually him. thought it was an S&M thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, again, <laughs> you never name names. And when you do that, my first reaction is sex so so if you That's can you. <laughs> my idea was that franklin loves doing this but even he gets a sickly feeling Doing it too Santa that, Claus? Like that's what, you know, but that's okay. the thing. You like Gwinnett, I'm not sure that's been doing through. it for so long. You could have him say like, I, "I've done this a hundred times to a hundred yeah. different men, but this is the this is the first time I started to question: Am I a good person? You know, like like that. Yeah. Those kind of questions where I'm like, "Ooh, who's, who is it? Like the, then when you Santa finally make Claus. the reveal, you're like, and then oh, it's shit. Obama. No, I think yeah. I think we, we all we, we all really like this idea, and, and then it's presented in a good way. There was mm-hmm. just things about there's small things about it that were confusing that if you just put one or two lines in would clear up without revealing your. I like to focus on the violence. More than the characters. <laughs> so. uh, what I brought in this week was a very terrible draft of something that I'm one timeout. It's not terrible. How oh, is it terrible? Because because I, I already know the changes I want to make and and what. Okay, so so if you don't think it's terrible, it's to the benefit of the outline. This is me just taking the outline and just writing everything I thought as it's individual scenes. Well, it thank needs you. work. It's a frame. But uh, but but I've received some criticism from Malachi, the guy who I'm working with this on, who wants to actually film it. Oh, is Malachi doing this? Yeah, 
And oh, by the way, he's bought a special uh, camera just for it. So it is a screenplay, just for you clarify. Yeah, for, sorry, sorry, it's a short for, film. For for podcasters, Malachi is our uh, camera wizard. Yeah, super super great dude who just wants to film all the stuff all yeah. the time. Yeah. So um, he he came horses. up with this idea. He we wanted to do something super low budget. That was the primary thing. It was like, well, we live in the woods. We have access so to the woods, woods all the time. What's something we could do in the woods with uh, camera work that would be cheap? that we could still make pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so the, the idea basically is, supposedly there was a plague that happened in America before the settlers landed, before before the Spanish landed, yeah. that wiped out way more people than the Black like Plague. Of, yeah, like 90%. Supposedly, I don't know, actually know the historicity of that. I've only read a couple things that can, that, that, that supported it. And they're conflicting. Exactly. Yeah. As a Bachelor of History, I'll allow it. Right, <laughs> okay. A Bachelor? So the, uh, the idea is, what are some of those people like? And did what were their religions like? And if they came back, what would they seem like? This is basically about a group of very naive people who, in present day, who go camping and find themselves possessed by the spirits of these people who were in the middle of something horrible. That's essentially it. I liked it. The only real thing I had to say is that the terror and actions of people wasn't... I know this is the first draft you're yeah. reading. Just oh, no. Wasn't I, there for j- me. Just like, so you know, I, I think this draft is terrible. Like, your friend gets <laughs> like, stabbed... I think this is I think, better than a lot of horror movies I've seen. Oh in the no, last I, I quite agree. But I feel like your friend gets stabbed. Do you keep running or do you try to help your friend? And then a lot of the terror, they're like, that's "Oh, good, that's good let's question. stop. Let's stop and discuss." Is this. is no one well, heroic? Knife wielding is mm-hmm. no one heroic. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Is that nobody's heroic? I felt like yeah, I felt like no one had where no one was like well, where no one was like even fuck you, let me die. Hmm. I almost feel like you need you need one person. Well, I gotta admit, who is stand it, your ground. Fuck everything. And not even, I will die. But, that but if, that, if the but four of us that. went camping and then Liam suddenly, like, literally started coming at people with a knife and, like, he took a slash at Josh and, LaForge like, LaForge would destroy cut, me. Let's, but let's just for the sake of example, you literally cut him. And whether he's mortally wounded or not, he, I, I would, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think I would be something dead. happened to Liam. He's lost his mind. We need to get the fuck out of here. I'm not gonna suddenly go, oh, Josh, let me put my hand on your boo boo. And Liam, you stop that, sir. No, no, like, no, no I, agree, I, would, I agree with you, but I do also understand where that criticism is coming from. I would tackle Liam. If he's trying to kill yeah. us, and and again, but LaForge, that happens. Laforge would snap my that neck, and I would be script. dead. And then, but he I mean, like the, the, the he thing. cuts the. I'm I'm too nice. They stab oh, the one girl, and then or the guy, and they all leave. No, 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 no. Time. And out. then they stop. If in the I middle. if I went crazy, you would kill me. I wouldn't. I, if if it was an option not to kill you, I wouldn't kill you. You right. would totally kill me. I would try not to. You need to kill me. <laughs> just nap an arm off. Are, are you asking you me to it? kill you right now? I'm just saying. <laughs> Ritually, please. If, if worse comes to worse and I become the person that I not am, okay, kill me. Okay, so so if what happens what, to you, to what, what happens in this? If I, if I become a monster, basically, see, kill no matter, me. No matter what, what happens, he if says what happens now, in this story, so if you start listening to the happens, lot, happens to you. you Kill, kill you. Me. Okay, cool. We I'm telling you right that. now, yeah. Josh ain't gonna do it because he knows if he explains it to the police, they'll never believe him. So, Liam, what <laughs> you like, need is a you're wristband in the woods. that says, if possessed, <laughs> do not resuscitate. You don't go to the police. You leave them in the woods. A we few, have alligators. So I'll tell you a few things I, I, that, that, uh, that I want to change about this. Yeah. All right? And, and I want to get you guys' feedback on that. Um, I hated Pat. Okay. I, hated, I, hated, I yeah. did hate Pat. Okay, good. Um, I, I figured. I'm, gl- it, I'm glad you guys are honest about that. I didn't hate Pat because I figured she was going to be the one who was going to make a change because she started off really bitching about it, and then it made sense that she's. It just made sense. To I me. would rather okay. her die first. Yeah, I wanted her dead. Damn, man. I really hate Pat. Fuck Pat. Because I knew. <laughs> no, 
I started. I'm glad you guys feel anything about. No, I started really. I'm like, no. Within two lines, I was like, I'm over Pat. I pictured Pat as a girl from our past that. I hate. Oh, yeah, no, immediately. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't even need oh, the description. Can she like, die? I know who that fucking bitch yeah. is. Uh, I, 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 I totally made her up, but I'm glad that you yeah. guys connected with her. My, Maybe I'll keep her. My, yeah. I, don't get me wrong. Pat was annoying at first, but I figured she's annoying because... She grows a little bit, right? Well, that, she's yeah. the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, like, yeah. in no. 10 minutes? No, first to die. Okay, so apparently you Fuck two her. know this person. Yes. <laughs> and me and Doug don't. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been camping. I hate Pat. Growth... Growth in ten minutes, I I've think, dated is a little extreme. Pat. And stopping in the middle of the woods while you're being Ugh. chased to discuss strategy, probably not going to happen. Okay, no, I agree yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. One of the things I want to change is that the moment that, I'm trying to remember the name of the character, Sadie gets possessed by yeah. Hanu? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, the moment that Sadie becomes possessed and then she's pulled out of the hole, I want the rest of the story to be from her perspective. Sadie's perspective? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So now it's just... Danger. This is the person, and I want the people that you've become familiar with at this point to look like strangers to this person. Oh my god! And then from then on, that, that you're only looking at it through Sadie's perspective until the very end. Oof. That could uh, be interesting. Mm-hmm. It, that's interesting and also difficult. Sure, yeah. it's difficult. I think the best way I've seen hmm. that done is in the terrible, terrible movie Pathfinder. But they showed <laughs> Vikings from a perspective of someone who's never seen one before. Right, right, right. And I think they did it really well. See, I I was thinking that this needs to feel, from the moment that Sadie comes out and sees, I uh, don't remember the, I'm sorry, I, I, it's been a while since I've written this, the character that Matt Wilde possesses yeah. at the beginning, the girl, um, then it needs to feel like Apocalypto from it, from start to finish. Okay. Yeah. Here, here, here's an idea then. If you want it to be from, I, if you want, well, go ahead, what are you going to say? I almost feel like that's not hidden enough. As soon as there's, a, especially if this is a screenplay, mm-hmm. that's going to feel like a tone shift. No, it, that was my idea, is that it should. And then you're going to know something's up. And also... Is it supposed to be hidden, or is this supposed to be... I don't think it should be hit. Well, sorry, I, I, I don't know what it should be. My intention is to, in the next draft, make it so that more is discussed about the potential people that lived there before. Okay. I, I think I want Jake to be kind of the mouthpiece, because he's the person who's most comfortable out here camping. Like Jake is the one who's done it before. Even even his lover um, Mike is 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 kind of a little too uncomfortable being out in the wilderness. Jake I can see Mike. that as a wilderness. But how would he have information about people who died before this? One. Got here? Well, no, no, only because he, I, I would imagine he's an anthropologist. That was also, that was the idea. It's like also, he's, he's at a time he's at out. A, all you have to say is like he knows this. Yeah, he's a, it's then a it's a fun. short it's film. A it's a like movie. it's like yeah. yeah, in this area, in one of the courses I took, they discovered whatever, and that like the, I I think have, I think want Jake never, to be the mouthpiece. Yeah. Well, uh, what I was thinking is is also I, I think if you change the perspective to be from Sadie's point of view, when Matwau leaves Carol's body and gets into Mike, then it should be extra scary. And also, he, I, I don't know the rules of possession. Okay. Well, I, I guess the idea was that, Liam, that this is that, a if they this is a movie. You, you just make up your own rules. Well, the, the idea is that black stuff comes out. Max, if you, I the, will choke you across the, this table. The, the mechanic Let's is go. the mechanic is black stuff. The idea that I wanted the, the, the main sticking points is that I wanted obviously Ahanu to be a very sympathetic character, where you don't have to know him to understand why he's so terrified. And then I want. The shift from Mike being who Mike normally is to becoming Matwa, who Carol was, yes, to be very immediate. And and I think I think one of the things I'm missing from there is is there's no signature moves. There's there's no limp, no affectation that Matwa has that that, would help. that he picks up. Yeah, when 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 he transfers from Carol to to Mike. And I would like I think I want to change Brinley's dialogue at the beginning 
so that when at the end you see her again, it's a much larger shift to where when she's addressing Hanu. Here's here's another thought about making it more clear that that he that there's a rec- and sexier. No, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sexier. That there's that there's yeah, a recognition is, so far. At least as, as far as I've written, <laughs> not this, it's not sexy. It's uh, not sexy at all. If he possessed her, I think the first five minutes would be, oh, be like. Them. I don't think he would have cared. Like, we yeah, were touching our breasts, <laughs> but to, to sell, they, were, they were touching their breasts and going, ooh, ooh, these are men. Yeah, just so you're aware, we're, to, we're possessing ladies. Here's here's a thought to sell the recognition between these two, but yet have it mm-hmm. separate from like the friends are just there, and these two enemies are having this like recognition. What if from the moment that a possession happens? That mm. person only speaks in this ancient dialect, but you can have it subtitled. Okay. So if you want to have it from this, from Sadie's, the possessed Sadie's perspective, they're like, Sadie, what's wrong with you? And it's gibberish, gibberish, gibberish. And it's like, who are you people? Where's my thing or whatever? So like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, mm-hmm. like we are mm-hmm. hearing it. We're dead pulling it. The people who aren't possessed are speaking English and not understanding anything exactly. That's going on. And then from Sadie's perspective, we understand Sadie's perspective because we can read the subtitles, know exactly what's what's being said, why she's, and you can put the backstory. And she was like, "Where is you know, where's the where's the bad guy, and where's like where's the village or whatever?" Yeah, I, so I like getting, that too. We're what getting backstory you... that way, but like the the, <laughs> the backstory that you'd want to get, like again, I'm I'm assuming if you start it with a girl in the hole and she's scared. People run up, they start speaking English to her, and they're like, Sadie, let's get you out of there. Clearly, they know her. Sure. And they're saying these things to her. But as soon as she opens her mouth and it's a subtitle, where am I? You know, whatever, whatever. Mm. You realize some next level shit's happening. And then as soon as she starts name dropping things of like other, you know, uh, uh, evils and gods right. and shit, you're like, whoa, something seriously fucked up is going on. But you are all the time seeing it from her perspective. Okay. And so that the other people around her being confused are fine. Now, I, I, I'm like, I, I really like how that sounds. I, I, I do want to try that. I hope it'll work because that, that sounds exactly what I'm going for. Having to weigh it between do you want them to be from her perspective the whole time or do you want to have character development of the other people first mm-hmm. or do you, like what do you value more? I think I think there's I think there's a lot of things to be gained by previous character development. For instance, when mm-hmm. the characters become a different character, like Mike well, and uh, and, uh, and Carol and, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Brinley, like I think that I think that there's got to be some value there. But even before that, I think there's some advantage to going to the campsite first because then you're playing off expectations yeah. of a traditional horror movie. And this is I, yeah. I think why I do think, I why do I care? But the thing is, I, th- I almost think you can you can make a hybrid of that. You could have again twenty seconds, twenty five seconds, dragging her out of the pit, mm-hmm. and have that moment, and then go to the beginning. Now it's and a then shift, re- right. and then replay that moment, and only have that the only time out of time moment. I think you can do both of those things well. Now, oh, now I, 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 I do want I do want to ask if this if this came across. One of the reasons I picked the characters I did where it's four women and two men, both of whom are gay, is that I, I wanted to kind of subconsciously sig- Subver- sig- yeah. signal to the reader that that this is a group of people who's chosen to go on this outing together, and it's kind of a, a protected, uh, safer space because they're kind of, you know, they're, they're not, they're not the social norm. it's not about fucking in the woods. Exactly. This is not, this is not a slasher film. Yeah. Like, like, like one, and, and then, and so then these no people. morality and these, tale. Exactly. And these people, th- this is not the, this is not the classic. Drinking in the woods. Well, it's not the classic slasher tale where there's where there's heroes and, and villains yeah. or anything like this. Like these are people who just are normal people, probably from the city, unseasoned. Like they're yeah. just they, they're okay. just here to they're just here. There's out no there Johnny do. Football hero. Yeah. No, n- not at all. And and no, like yeah. we no. just did it. And no, I made I, I made die. the most. Uh, and my my intention was to make the most capable person Jake, who is the most effeminate man, but he knows. He things. knows the, the most about everything they're, they're doing. He's the most capable. He's been camping a hundred times before, but but he's not. 
he's not somebody you'd picture as as heroic or or, or anything like that. So but, you're, you're subverting expectations. Yes, but only in a way. But not yeah, not yeah, not yeah. in not in a comic way. Only to make them feel more vulnerable when something goes wrong. Yes. Yeah. Cool. But I had the idea of like he Doug was saying for the whole, or like Liam was saying, if you were showing characters running. Right, and then jumping back to everyone being fine at the camp. Drag, I, I think that would be more if interesting. The, if to me. the first image is dragging her out, and then and making gibberish, and yeah. making the gibberish connection, and then having no context for that at all, yeah, oh. and then having the rest of it. Now, do yeah. you think it would be work. it would be interesting if okay? So this is the idea I'm having as mm-hmm. you're as you're saying this. All right, they're coming out and they're like, and Hanu acts like oh, I don't know any of you. Yeah, and then one of them like takes. Sadie and is like Sadie. What what is this? And then we flash back to a moment where that character says something yes. specific. Yeah. And, s- and now Ahanu is remembering it through Sadie. Yes. So he's that like, could work. He's yeah, getting he's they, getting context. They get through the language right because they make that yeah, point yeah, yeah, yeah. where they're like, oh, we can do more crazy shit with this language. Was that ham fisted? No, I liked it. No, I, uh, I felt a little like I, I felt. Uh, I, I, but the only thing is, can you handle it better? I, I don't know. The English uh, the English was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I I feel like to it would. For me, the less I know about their whole culture, mm-hmm. like when uh, when they when uh, Pat pins down Sadie, he's like, "Tell me what the fuck is going on." He's like, "Okay, he came from the stars, and he did this, he did this, he did this, and then we have to fight back with this." I would cut that right after it says he came from the spine. She looks up and sees the galaxy and is like, "Oh fuck!" Like that. Like I don't need to know anything beyond that. Okay. Like because to me, like it's scarier to it's like, "Oh, then he came, then he butchered this, and then he did this, and then he did this." Like that is scary. But that almost humanized it too much. So remove remove some context, like remove explanation. Yeah, almost keep like the same. Yeah, but almost almost like the best explanation this person can give in such short time is he came from the spine and he like motions to the sky and then Pat makes that connection like, oh, this I thought it was weird before. It just jumped to something I can't even right. comprehend. But that's all he can't. Because he doesn't have enough English in him, he can't go further than that. Okay. So then the rest of it can be like in subtitle, like I wish I could explain it to you. It's way more complicated. Like you know what I'm saying? Like okay. So so if you if you decide to go with subtitles, you can reveal more to the audience that way. I like I like that idea. I really do. Um, but then I, if you do go with subtitles, only have like two things in English broken severely, where it's like just to get the, well, the he, fear. He's, across. he's like he's like digging deep just to find those yeah, words. Just just to put the fear in her. Of what's at stake. Okay. And that would be the only time I would put it in English because, again, the less that I know or now that I know she's aware of, like, what's at stake and she's like, well, let me help you. We can do this. We know when when she's on board. That level of it, the less that she knows, the less I know, the scarier it seems to me. Then finally, and you're doing this crazy fucking ritual. I don't know how any of it works. You know, all I know is that they need one last one to do a ritual to bring back the guy from the spine. Right. Then that's like that. That's creepy enough to me. Okay. Uh, in its super proto state, where I've, I've, I've listed it as vomit draft, uh-huh. <laughs> do you think it gets a, its point across? Oh, it got definitely. the point across, yeah. definitely. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I well, like that term, vomit draft, because my story is definitely a vomit draft. Right. As well, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 the, I I like what vomit draft represents, but since I didn't like the name, I, I, I want to call it the doggy draft because it's the rough, rough, rough draft. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much for that uh, feedback. That's all extremely helpful. All right, so now we're moving on to the bad story trailers part of the podcast. My favorite part. Where each week we throw a raw idea or two into the mix and try to beat it into the shape of a movie, and we're going to cut together a trailer. 
this week is special because it's the first week that we are going to try a randomized <laughs> uh, way of doing this. So I've, I've created this uh, sheet that has 100 different story genres. And we're going to roll two 10-sided dice because we have, uh, we have them because we're huge nerds. There we go. <laughs> and we're going to roll them three times to find three genres. And we're either going to pick our favorite or combine two of them. Nice. Everybody game? Yep. Or all three if we're feeling really frisky. And I am. Uh, let's find out. Number one. Uh, 56. What's 56? Uh, Jing, sorry, Jangashi fiction. All right. No. Oh, God. Let's explain what go. it is. Reroll. Stories about Jangashi, the hopping corpses under the control of Taoist priests derived from Chinese literature and folklore. I'm okay with this That's right now. a genre? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very popular genre. Next is... 25, which is Gong On Fiction. <laughs> what the fuck is fuck this? Up. I'm not making this movie. All right, no, no, hang on, hang on. Gong On is, de- is decent. It's a subgenre of historical crime fiction that involves government magistrates who solve criminal cases. Okay. Which, it could be Historical any. detective. No, okay. historical magistrates who solve criminal cases. So there, there isn't like a detective yeah, specifically. They're, they're lawyers. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but like it could be, imagine medieval times. There's there, there's no investigator. It's 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 a... The judge or whatever. Or even just a political official where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, this somebody was killed and I want justice. And this mm-hmm. guy's like, oh, geez, how are we going to do this? How are we going to figure it out? That's that's what kind of fiction is. Okay. Didn't, these are genres I never knew existed. <laughs> All yep. right. Third can't, time's a char. Can't wait to break into these humorous <laughs> stories. Uh, six. Six. Six is girls with guns. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So I, I, know, I know how to tie all three together. <laughs> I already know. All right. I already six, know. Okay, girls with, girls with guns. Let's keep, is, keep number this three. This is a subgenre of action films and animation, often Asian films and anime that portray a strong female protagonist who use the use of firearms to defend against or attack a group of antagonists. Already know. I, all Done. three. All right, Doug. All three. Yeah. You're up. This is, I didn't, I, you go, I, up until the third one, I didn't know how the hell this was going to work, but now <laughs> all three, this is, this is that, the, what's the category, second category called, the magistrate? Gong on. The gong on, this is a gong on film uh, about a trial that's underway, it's, so we're seeing it from the perspective of the judge or whatever, this is almost like Rushamon, where we're, we're hearing these girls are on trial. That's, that's a great, that's a great movie to, to name for yes. gong on fiction. So it's, it's these girls are on trial for committing like a, a mass, a mass killing. Mm-hmm. But from their perspective, they were stopping these hopping animated corpses from a zombie <laughs> outbreak. From okay, the but months. there's no real evidence. But nobody knew they were they were already dead until. Yeah. And, but now they're dead with with bullet holes in them. Right. Yeah. Okay. So they're trying to defend themselves by saying, "No, we put down this thing." And they're like, first of all, you illegally got these guns. You don't own these guns, mm-hmm. and you murdered all these people." But like, but it, we, we stopped we stopped this apocalypse from starting. This, this this poor person who has to judge them is like, what the fuck? You know, like, how do you... What if the judge is the Taoist monk who was running it the whole time? Ooh, well, then no. he would just... Because then, then he that's would, not no, a cause story. Because then, yeah. then he would just... He would say, no, no you're all going the, to jail. Then we go, uh, what was that? Uh, Boondock Saints. Then they break out in the courtroom and they have to shoot the Taoist monk in the court. <laughs> now, one of the things... Because that's I'm, a I'm girls gonna, with guns moment. I'm going to look up is, is, is it uses the term hopping corpses, but I want to make sure that they don't mean jumping. Corpses. Uh, they mean people like corpses travel from person to person. Is that no, the idea? No, I think they mean like literally, like like, like frogs, they jump, like they, jumping they, corpses. They frolic. All right, let me check this here. Yeah, it's hopping right. vampire or zombie. It's a type of reanimated corpse in Chinese legends and folklore. All right, here we go. Yeah, I think this has got to be an anime. All right, so so we're gonna clarify. <laughs> it's our first animated <laughs> film. We're gonna we're gonna clarify Jingashi. Okay, 
It says, a jingashi, also known as a Chinese hopping vampire or zombie, is a type of reanimated corpse in Chinese legends and folklore. Jingashi is red gongshi in Cantonese, kuong tai in Vietnamese, gangshi in Korean, and kyongshi in Japanese. Or kyongshai. I'm not sure how, that, how that's read. It's typically depicted as a stiff corpse dressed in official garments from the, from the Qing dynasty. And it moves around by hopping with its arms outstretched. It kills living creatures to absorb their key or life force, usually at night, while in the day it rests in a coffin or hides in dark places such as caves. Jingashi legends have inspired a genre of Jingashi films and literature in Hong Kong and East Asia. Is it Qi and Qing, I believe, right? No, Qi and Qi. Is that what you mean? The, the two different life forces? No, Qi and I think it's the Qing dynasty. I think it's a Q-I-N-G. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think the Qing dynasty is a different, it's a different dynasty. Yeah, check it out. There's one that is fictional. Oh, Qing Chao. <laughs> All right, it says Chinese pinyin King Chao or Qing Chao King or Da King. No, it, it's it, it's all over the map yeah. <laughs> as far as far as the pronunciation. But it's I think, almost like I think, I think the continent the of Asia has different if, ways to pronounce. If things. it's like Roshaman, it's this guy doing this. He has to. He, they're on. They're, it, whether it's in a trial in a courtroom mm-hmm. or whether it's like a village. What if, what if they have? What if they have each of these? Women separated and yes, separate. Tell rooms. their own version of the Almost story. Almost like a inside man. Yes, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah, like that. So, so there's these hopping corpses. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there's girls with guns. Yes, they're on trial. Yes, and the protagonist is the character investigating the truth. Yes, yes. Okay, now where is this taking place? I uh, think to spice it up, France. Okay, okay, fine, France. I was gonna say have it take place in China or Japan, just because. Now, what's 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 the? But I'll, no. tell, I'll tell you why. This Too is, easy. It, no, it's no. Right. But I'll tell you why. Because no. What's, fact, what's the genre? French Canadian. What's 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 the genre for the for the hopping corpses? What are they called? Uh, Jingashi. Jingashi. Because then you could call the movie Jingashi a go go. Hmm. I like that as well. Okay, what if it takes place during the 1950s, mm-hmm. during the go go period? A sock hop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the sixties, were the sixties more go go? Sixties, sixties France. I don't. I, I don't know anything about swinging 60s England. France. It could. Oh yeah. Sixties yeah, so, France. So was Austin a, Powers. Yes. It's so Austin Powers area. Girls with guns. They're wearing. They're dressed up with the beehive yes. hairdos and the. Mm-hmm. Can they and, be like um, mod like with uh, Vespas? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Sure. And uh, who played um, Alfred in the new Nolan Batman? Uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine is their drunk as shit. Yeah. So is Michael Caine the investigator? Yes. Sure. Okay. Can Twiggy be one of our girls with guns? Yes. I don't know who Michael Caine can't be the model. He was a model. Okay. Michael Caine. It's girls with guns. He can't be an investigator. He, yes, he can. No, no. He's the girl, be a the girl girls with guns. The girls. No, no. No. The, gr- the girls with guns killed the this zombies. Is, yeah. This is going on oh, fiction. Oh. With I a Jigashi premise. Okay. And what was the third criteria we had? Can our Jingashi be in bowlers then? It's girls with guns, the gangshi, gong on, and Jingashi. And Jingashi, yeah, yeah the okay. investigative part, and then the. All right. Jingashi, they got to be wearing bowler hats and suits, and they drive us up out of the grave. Okay, so our main character is um, now. Is Michael Caine. Is Michael Caine? He is. He it says magistrate, so he's not yes. a police officer. No. So 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 he's this a should, lawyer. This should be a parliamentary investigation, the yes. way that we would in America have. Um, uh, like Con- congressional hearing? hearings. Yeah. Okay. So so we have a congressional hearing, of, uh, or a parliamentary investigation where Michael Caine is is presenting uh, questions to people on the stand who are 
uh, anime style uh, badass girls, except for they're in sixties garb with yes. beehive hairdos. Mm-hmm. So what's our what's our movie title? Uh, Jingashi Gogo was 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 Jingashi Gogo. I like. Okay, Jingashi Gogo. That's our I movie. I like Jingashi Gogo. Done. William Rackham was the best inspector Scotland Yard had ever known. William, please, we've never had a case so strange. Your country once again requires your service. Sorry to disappoint you, Prime Minister, but I've served my bid. I'm afraid I can't take no for an answer. The full power of a parliamentary investigation couldn't prepare him for this. So you're saying these men was already dead when you shot them? Tell me, Monica, why would you go around shooting corpses of religious minorities? Well, they wasn't dead exactly. They was trying to eat us, they were. We came out of the disco, you know, and they just came over the buildings. You claim that these dead men were zombies? No, sir. I don't know zombies from onions, but I don't think they jump like that. Please, Minister. I'm not the man you bleed and want for this. I'm out of bloody touch. You're getting close, Inspector. Keep your chin up. But the family of the deceased only offered more questions. So your husband died of the flu? Two years ago. But you claim that these women killed him three weeks ago? Uh, yes. Join Inspector Rackham in Jingashi Agogo. Getting a bit too old for this sort of thing. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Bad Storytellers, now presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream us from Google Play. I've been your host, Josh LaForge, and I'd like to thank my writing group again, Doug Banks, Liam Malone, and Max Wessel. Now remember, as listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow to find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming. Visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Bad Storytellers on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. It's cool, man. (laughs) 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 All right, hang on. Shall we all just... How's Skyrim going? Are you playing Skyrim right now? He's playing Skyrim right now. Where are you? What what race are you? He's an orc. uh, You're an orc? Fuck yes, dude. Berserk, never, Berserk is the best the racial way. power, period. Oh, he's, oh, he's, behind the he's over there. Oh, because you, can't, can't you have set. omnipresent here. Yeah, yeah. He's over there. Where, where are you at right now? I'm on the couch. No, 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 no. In the game. <laughs> are you using axes? Fuck that, dude. What system? Are you PC? Orcs are better with axes. Xbox. Oh. Because with PC, fucking get a lightsaber and kick ass. No, what? No, dude. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.